The Cleveland Moto Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped Lawn Mower 4.0. All right, we are at episode number Cleveland Moto 335. Wow. Yeah, well done, right? Yeah. 335. That's a lot of fucking episodes. That is many. many yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you were waiting for that and you did it quite expertly. You made that fucker sing. The uh, I've got one half of this is the Australian uh whiskey the australian bourbon that got sent to us and that killed the bottle and then after i gave it a flavor profile i couldn't figure out what to blend into it so when in doubt wild turkey (laughs) what i've ended up with is something completely palatable yeah drinkable at any podcast in america totally to my left uh steve sleepy to his left dan kropke and to his left steve Lover and johnny mack and chris smith triumphant return of chris (laughs) smith Holy shit, two points west and back in one piece. The bike did come home with you, right? Made it all the way back. Fucking A, that's good. I'm really happy to hear that because, I mean, there was some, you know, calls were made. Calls were made. Calls we were talked made. about it. We yeah. actually Calls about were it. made. Shit happened. Calls were made for real. So super cool. Um, got all kinds of stuff to discuss. We're going to cover Chris's trip here in a minute. I'm going to do my best to try to cast these pictures to our big old fucking screen. But if not, we can put them on the Facebook page very easily. And people who are listening can look at the Facebook page to understand where you were. Um, so super fun, super cool. The um, biggest thing that I think we might want to touch just ever so lightly, like Bill Cosby, <laughs> we might want to touch it ever so lightly, is the the fact that for us here in the room, this is Fourth of July weekend. By the time you listen to this, that shit will be over. You'll yep. be fine. We successfully celebrated another year of American independence. Go Most America. Most of us will still have all our fingers. That's true. Some of us won't. That happens every year. Um, <laughs> short fuse meckle fresh over there <laughs> what it's in la where they don't even have the truck anymore that's true yeah they don't even have the truck it is literally here phil light this later yeah that's uh kurt cousineau and john meckle fresh are both famous for giving me things and saying i must go now but after i'm gone you may light this which is the biggest dick move in the world really because thank you yeah that's <laughs> it's exactly what it is yeah, there's no there's no shitting around. That is that is pure fucking mayhem. Uh, I would like to say um, we're going to get to our our sponsorship in in a little while. We're not going to talk about Manscaped right the moment because I know Chris, I know Steve's going to do a big intro for us, and the intro is going to have the the awesome sexy voice of the digital computer lady or saying it doesn't Manscaped. Have to you just let me know? Either no, way. no, I think we're doing it. We'll do that in the oh, beginning. Okay. It'll be fucking awesome. But then we'll get to the Manscaped stuff in just a minute because there's stuff on that horizon too. But um, the one thing that I did want to let people know about because as you're planning your schedule, right? Mm-hmm. We all plan our schedule. We're all got motorcycle shit to do. We know about AMA Vintage Days, obviously. No shit. We've been talking about that for goddamn ever. Oh, yeah. But we know about Barber. That's October, right? So the, the those of us who are wealthy or well-traveled are going to go to Barber. That's fucking cool. But. Americade, too. Americade. in the fall. That's in the fall. October 1st through 3rd. Big deal. Due to the coronavirus still having a, a hold on the people of Japan, they have canceled one of the MotoGP races. Ooh. Yeah, and this doesn't happen that often, but Americans are going to have an honest-to-God chance to go see MotoGP right 
in the goddamn United States of America. Huh. And Texas, Texas Austin. Well, they did it. They did yeah, that a couple They did of it a couple years ago. It's yeah, yeah. exactly right. And so what they've done is they cut the Japanese race out and they replaced it. And this is pretty late in the game to replace a fucking MotoGP race. That yeah. takes a lot to prepare. But it is real and it is true that uh, I confirmed today and made sure. Now, I don't have the ticket prices yet because I did go online. They don't publish the ticket prices right there on their website. But if you look up there, there it is. It's official. Circuit of the Americas, Austin, Texas. Yeah, October 1st through 3rd. That's an opportunity. Now, years ago, due to us you know, doing what we do as a motorcycle shop, the company GIVI, GV, sponsored us to go and we had paddock passes we were in the pits and we had all this cool stuff but due to a racing conflict i couldn't go so i gave my tickets to uh brian bedell who was on our podcast from chicago and a friend of mine brooke uh from minneapolis and they were able to go and they were able to go to austin texas and and i think that might have been the very first time MotoGP was in Austin, Texas. Well, the last time, so the, the Circuit of America, mm-hmm. they had to do all this shit yeah. to the track to allow MotoGP to come. Yes. They won't come to a track no. unless it's like... It's got to be perfect. Yeah. And that is one of those things that I did go following years. I did I did check it out uh, afterwards. It's an amazing track to watch MotoGP on, first of all, because everything's right there. And the paddock is wide open, so you can get through the paddock pretty easily. Very cool, but this is our news tip for you. If you like MotoGP, and there's a lot of shit happening this year in MotoGP, this is a great opportunity to see MotoGP in the USA, and it'll I guarantee it will be more affordable than seeing MotoGP anywhere else on planet <laughs> and Earth. And this right. might be the last year of the doctor. Right, I think that's true. Well, I think his son is coming up. Oh, okay. So there is, a, you know, that's one of the things in the news, too, is that some people feel like Valentino Rossi has held on a little too long. But I think it's because I think he he wants to he literally wants to usher in the new generation. Right. So look, as if you really like racing motorcycles and you've been doing it for twenty some odd years, and somebody's still willing to pay you, you ride the bike. You know, but, but and it, for him, it has to be so interesting though to come from where he came from. Yeah. And now they have like shoulder pucks and elbow pucks yeah. and thigh pucks yeah. like because they're laying on the ground when yeah, you know, exactly it. it's completely tire, different tire technology slipper clutch technology has made these motorcycles to the point where their operators can literally get their body on the ground and mm-hmm. still main control the vehicle it's holy nuts. shit I mean that's fucking cool so I was really excited about that that's something that I'm saying to our podcast listeners if you've ever wanted to go see MotoGP, this is a hell of a time to do it. There's yeah, yeah. not going to be many opportunities that are going to be much, much more affordable to go see it. Uh, kind of neat. Max Biaggi, you guys might have heard of him before. Oh, yeah. Speaking of Dr. Rossi, uh, Max Biaggi, one of his all-time nemesis uh, ever, has been going out and collecting handfuls of world speed records. Just showing up and just taking a shit ton of land speed records on electric motorcycles. So it's like he just shows up and they're like, oh, well, there isn't a, there isn't a record for 500-watt motorcycles. Quick, make it into a 500-watt motorcycle. And they make it into a 500-watt motorcycle and he goes out and he takes a record for it. So he's collecting a ridiculous number of world records right now. Pretty kick-ass for him. But it turns out that he is going to be, um, there's a challenger out there in the world and some lunatic has taken a perfectly good motorcycle and drilled a hole in it this way from the nose to the tail and they are literally they have literally taken a motorcycle that is built for extreme high speed operation 
And where the headlight would normally be, between your hands, they've created a tunnel, a wind tunnel. Hmm. And it goes under your chest, under your balls, and out the back end. And it looks like a fish with its mouth open. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> but it's a, it is a brand new thing that is out there. And I'm going to go ahead and pull the, uh, pull the picture up for it. But it is that kind of a thing that I would not normally, we're, we're going to we're gonna have to play for a second because I'm hunting for internet. Somebody booted me off my own internet. The, uh, but it is this kind of a thing that we have had the ideas of making things very streamlined for very, very long. And it's, it's kind of fun that when we see things that are brand new technology that will make people go 300, 400 miles per hour. That's badass. So, um, well, you would think it would collapse the uh, low pressure in the back of the bike. Exactly, and and you know what, you know what, Steve, that's exactly what I said too. No, it isn't. I didn't. I didn't say that at all. I just said it's got a hole in it. Um, I'm going. I'm trying like hell. Somebody's somebody's desperately trying to take my uh, take my internet from me. I always but, thought they should do that with cars because it'd be. It's logical that you could have a tunnel yeah. running right through the center of a car. Yeah. There you go. Take a look at that. Oh, yeah, what the hell's going on there? Man. What that's the hell's going on there? It's got a mouth. It looks like a fucking guppy. <laughs> okay, and if you look at it from the side, it really looks like a fucking guppy. So this motorcycle is legit. Um, you know, this is going to be the contender. It's electric powered, obviously. And this is the contender for the new top speed record because it totally looks like a fucking guppy. And now that you see it in person, you do see it's not as weird as you think it is. Because the man, the rider is still in a very normal position, and I'm sure it provides downforce and stuff. And yeah. all MotoGP guys are yeah. all running weird wings and shit off the front of the fairings, anyways. This is seventy percent more aerodynamic than the newest Hayabusa. Wow. Yeah. So wind resistance is everything when you're trying to punch a big fast hole in the air, and that's exactly what this bike is all about. Well, it translates to economy too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say this could be something that we might see. Because think about it, this is an electric motorcycle. You don't need to put the pistons and the gas tank and all that fun shit in a normal area anymore. With electric, everything can be wherever the fuck you need to put it. And because of this, this motorcycle is going to get insanely sick mileage. So uh, it's called the WMC 250 EV. That's a really sexy name, by the way. Yeah. Um, numbers and letters, right? Is that like a production thing or just a racing? This bike? is a racing bike. This okay. is pure fucking mana of the gods. I mean, this is not for production use. This is just to go stupid fast. I'm even trying to understand the suspension system because the shock absorber is mounted horizontally in the rear. And it has these two tort, like these two links that go up to it. And as they go up, it squeezes the shock absorber together. How fucking weird is that? Like, that's stupid weird. Um, can't possibly figure out the way that shock absorbing system works, but there it is. Um, that's kind of fun because you got a really short shock absorber that's doing the job, but it's taking up very, very little space. So I think that's kind of sexy. So, yeah, kind of cool. Not the, not the, not the, Something I'm used so to seeing. Does the wind tunnel go all the way through, or does it just cool the battery? No, it goes the whole goddamn thing. Huh. In the front door, out the back door. Right, exactly. Like a big giant fish with its mouth open. Yeah. Very fucking cool. Uh, just, as far as I'm concerned, badass. Like, we, when you think about something like that, and that idea of just, nobody's ever thought about that, putting a motor, putting a hole right through. You look at the smoke coming into its nose, and blowing out <laughs> its ass. The butt. It's pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah, that's like, in one end and out the other. All right, so that's that. 
I hope that's just my your headphones and not my actual microphone making all the noise right now. Um, so that's that thing. And then uh, real quickly, if anybody's been paying attention to the news, on July 15th, they, that company in Milwaukee is going to announce that they have a brand new motorcycle for you. And they want you to believe that it's going to be this. Um, so far, all their marketing has suggested that it's going to be this uh, this this kind of a impossible motorcycle. There you go. Um, they've taken the motor out of the Pan America, and they've put it into something that I can best describe has about one inch of rear wheel travel, and kind of looks. I just don't know how DOT a bull that motorcycle is. Um, it's very beautiful and very sexy and kind of cool looking, I guess. But that's what. That's what image has been leaked by Harley Davidson's uh, as called the custom 1250. However, it's weird because when you go to other uh, websites and you go to other markets that don't get their news feed directly from Harley Davidson, other pictures do show up that aren't quite as appealing. Uh, I, I don't know. So there's going to be the people that just they're trying to build an FTR. Yeah, the people who feed at the trough and just take whatever Harley gives them and put it up on their website, that's one thing. But then there are other people that don't really just feed at the trough and then actually do some research and come up with what the bike's actually going to look like, which kind of isn't that pretty. Um, yeah, that, I'll pull it down again. So there you go. That That's more what I expected. That's probably more like... I actually prefer this. You prefer this? Yeah, you prefer this. The other one looked like they hired some kids that used to do like the hack jobs on Craigslist right. and then made a cafe slash... Yeah, and so there's going to come... They said it's going to come in a Street Fighter. They said it's going to come in a Flat Tracker, like John said, trying to get some of that FTR money. So I think this is going to be going after the FTR money. The exhaust just looks way too big. There's a, there's a number of things on that image that bother me. Um the whole Ra- front end radiator you said something about that radiator before yeah, yeah i did uh there's a number of things on that motorcycle that i don't care for and you know we'll we'll see what actually ends up in production but here we go right i find it interesting that they they're calling it a 1250 yeah right because the engine the ci's wouldn't be big enough for somebody i mean yeah. because the number would be lower be than lower. what they previously had yeah they had, a call, they had to go metric just to make it seem like it's bigger than what it is? Well, you can't murder the Sportster unless you replace it with something better, right? So you can't kill off a 1200 Sportster unless you bring out a 1201, right? And that's exactly what's happening. Is like, So why do you think they were murdering the Sportster? Oh, to make right way for this. Because if you already have this motor, you don't keep making the 1200, right? And what's really funny is you can have that photo, that image, that artistic image, that gets fed to you or you can go online and look up the patent drawings right and it turns out the patent drawings are pretty accurate it's like you know when a company uses when a company has to submit its patent drawings you know that's going to be what the motorcycle looks like and there they are you know so well yeah. harley definitely put you know a little bit of a, a stink into the whole world with their the pan america because of yep. uh, spy shots came in of bmw yeah and now they have a 1300 uh, GSA right. that's coming yeah. in, and they they brought the the cylinders. They're still it's still a boxer, yeah, but they're like smushed. Oh, really? And they're smaller, and like, but it supposedly has more torque and all this because like all these guys, all the adventure guys that really ride adventure, that's what they really want is like a nine thousand horsepower off road <laughs> machine because that's what you need. Because the the number one thing I think about when I'm in the dirt is a hundred foot pounds of torque. Right, right. Yeah. But how do you reduce stroke mm-hmm. and get more torque? 
Probably that, variable something. Yeah. Well, I was yeah, gonna say, but I'm like you're killing off a couple of valves at low right, end or something. Right. But and maybe an exhaust valve and wiping out two of your exhaust valves, right? Or the other thing that I would do is I would retard my timing to about a like negative twenty one, right? So you you take your timing way 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 back so that you're not firing until you're like at mega squish. If like, you yeah. if you can find it, if you'd put in like BMW thirteen hundred GSA or something, mm-hmm. and they're they're really fucking with the styling. Oh yeah, like there's a. I mean, I and of course you can't tell a hundred percent because um, it still has all like the shrouds on yes. it. They're trying yeah, to be all right. sneaky about it and stuff, but it's pretty interesting. It is pretty interesting, and then of course they just because you can't have a story about Harley Davidson without trotting out the uh, Quang Zhang, the QJ. So there's the QJ. Um, again, very happy to tell you that it still very much closely resembles a Benelli TNT 302S with just a slightly different gas tank and a slightly different tail section. They didn't even bother to change the front fender. It's still a Benelli TNT front <laughs> fender and it's still a Benelli. Like, there's not, like, literally, they only said to the guy doing the Photoshop, make this one fast right just you, you've got five minutes make it a harley and they did they made it orange and black and they made it have a sportster shaped gas tank yeah well, maybe so they, bmw should tilt their cylinders up you know if they did you know because it could be a sideways moto guzzi <laughs> <laughs> it could be a front to back moto guzzi that would be it shaft drive still it worked just fine i'm saying don't see any reason why you wouldn't want to do that so that's pretty fucking <coughs> silly um again we don't we don't judge. We just tell you um, the information that we find when we're crawling around the internet. There's this really weird thing about India. Um, India really, really super duper wants to be part of um, the big motorcycle market. So when these companies um, who have extensive holdings in India, like Harley Davidson, when they do that, they've got to also acknowledge that they might have some people in India may, may be buying this thing, as unlikely as that might seem. And they have to submit drawings to the Indian goddamn government as well. So what what drawings do you think Harley Davidson submitted to India? Because it's pretty fucking funny. Um, in India, you know, people sit side saddle. Oh yeah, they do. Yep, and that's a that's a thing that people still do in India every single day when they jump on their motorcycles. So when Harley Davidson had to submit drawings to India, they had to be drawings that would represent the Indian marketplace and the motorcycles that indian folks would be riding and we've seen years and years of what happens when you know when that motorcycle ends up going to uh going to india well so they did they basically did the exact same drawings and i will try like fuck to pull them up again we're having a little tech support tech problem right now but what their normal technique is to simply put a side saddle on it so the women can sit side saddle on the bike without having their saris their their dresses just sucked into the drivetrain and ripping them off the motorcycle unceremoniously. Well, that happened. So uh, they did, and they are uh, they're officially building that exact same motorcycle with a cage on the side of it, or a fence, a galvanized yard fence, so that they can actually still put people sideways on the bike, which is fucking insane. Um, yep, so that's going to take a minute. We're going to time out on that, of course. The... We will gonna. I think we should just jump right over to Chris's uh, Chris's adventure at this point because well, that, I'm not going to get any any satisfaction on this. Right. Well, th- that's the question. Hold I was on, gonna. Wait, I'm going to. I, I swear to God. I'm, there it is. Yay! Sorry, sorry, guys. Hate for the dis- hate for the fucking delay. So here we go. Hey, look at that. Look at what they did to the motorcycle. They put a baby playgate on it. They literally oh, put yeah, a playgate yeah. for a child on the back of the motorcycle. So. 
that really does take some of the macho away from your Pan America when it looks like it has a, a Luger holster on the back of it. But it's just literally that whole metal area on the back of the motorcycle is a great. It's like Elizabethan time when women had like a metal uh, frame underneath their under dress. Their dress. <laughs> yes, they had a, the metal frame under the dress. Well, that's exactly what Oops. this is for. This is there to keep that 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 clothing item from going into the back wheel, into That's the what, suspension. Into Himalaya the exhaust. has that too. Yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. Yeah. And our Bajaj scooters, when we got our first Bajaj scooters, they came with crash bars on them for free. But the left crash bar had a big step on it. Oh. So like if you tried to get it through a doorway, most of the bike would fit and then you get to that giant step on the left side of the scooter. Well that was called the step knee. And that was literally when a person was sitting side saddle where they would put their feet. They should have just stole from an old Indian, put it like an all-enclosed fender, you know what I mean? Like, yes. You know, made it just... A, like the, the Triumph bathtub. Like they have yeah. those bikes that are just fully enclosed in the back, which yeah. makes perfect sense. 3TA. Right. Exactly. For this Harley-Davidson Pan America or Harley-Davidson, you know, Street Fighter, they whatever it's going to be. PC-800. Again, that's the solution to your. That's the solution to every problem for you. But <laughs> we do understand. We, we will allow it because it's actually applicable in this case. So... How long ago, Chris, did you leave on this adventure? Because you're back today or back yesterday? Back yesterday. Late. Back yesterday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I left on Saturday the 19th. Fucking A. At, uh, yeah. And where did you, and where did you go? Uh, well, on Saturday, we made it up to um, Mackinac City. <clears throat> and uh, we got to ride through the Tunnel of Trees. Has anybody ever heard of the Tunnel of Trees? No. Yeah. Well, it's uh, it's worth it if you got a lot of time to kill. But, <laughs> could uh, you see daylight when you were in the Tunnel of Trees? I could, actually. Okay. So there was still some daylight trickling through the trees. There, there, there was. And we get into the Tunnel of Trees, which is probably eight miles long. Now, how does that compare to the Tunnel of Love out at the compound? At the compound, right. <laughs> yeah. uh, this is a little bit less intimidating. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but... So we get in there, and there's about nine people ahead of us. And uh, so it's it's myself and Pete. I don't have time for this hemfling. Oh, God. And uh, <laughs> at the very front of the line was a Toyota Prius going oh, about shit. 12, yeah, 15 miles an hour, stacked up with another car, and then three Harley uh, bikes, and then a Harley trike, and then another... Uh, minivan. So, <laughs> am I correct in assuming it's not technically a tunnel of trees? I mean, every image I've seen on the internet kind of looks like that. It's it's a little better than that. Yeah, it's yeah, a little better. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, Pete, I don't have time for this. What, says, what bike was Pete riding? His F eight hundred. And what were you riding? The uh, Moto Guzzi California. Okay, right. So, on this two lane road that each lane is four feet wide. <laughs> Pete pulls out and passes the minivan and the trike. Oh, really? And then jams himself in. So the he's point wedged in behind the Prius now. No, 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 no. There's two or three Harleys ahead of him. Oh shit! Okay, all right. So he just he just turned orange and black. He's like, whoosh, he right just, in the middle. and and he just lassos his way into this thing. I'm going fuck. I'm not fucking doing it. Yeah, you know? right, right. I mean, because everybody that he cut in on now lays they on their horn. Him. Yeah. And lays on their brakes. I'm going, Pete, you're pissing everybody off. Right. <laughs> and are you guys on comms? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And so did Pete say, hey, watch this. 
No, he says, God damn I'm, I'm, I'm going. I can't take this. He just, you know, he loses his grip. So anyway, he he finally gets out of the goddamn thing. And which bike is he, he has on? To, he's on the F800. The F800. Wait, so right. he passes the Harleys and the Prius then? No. He got stuck behind. Um, I'll correct myself. He did pass all of them. Yeah. Because before we got out of the place, the Prius pulled over. The Harleys took off. I was the last guy out, and there was Pete waiting for me. Oh, yeah. You know, so right. I thought, Pete, what what'd you save yourself? Yeah, you got nothing. Aggravation, you right. know. Yeah. So, did, did they have pull-offs though? Like no. in this, it was just a straight shot where you couldn't really. It looks People's pretty much homes. like to me, like like when they built that road, they just kind of said, "This is where it's going." Yeah, there were, yeah. there were, there were people's homes on either side with yeah. little gravel driveways and stuff like that, but. It, you know, that's the first time I've seen him jump out and pass. And it's people. not like a road we go to, like a Highway 129 situation or a triple nickel situation, where the road is the adventure. Yeah. And so, like you said, there's pull-offs. There's occasionally scenic overlooks. There's places you can pull off and let the faster traffic go if you have it. This is a place where people live on this right. th- this road, <laughs> and they enjoy going 30 miles right. an hour because this yeah. is their home. Because it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> So gotcha. anyhow, we make it up to uh, Mackinac City, and then uh, the next uh, day we got up and crossed uh, the Mackinac Bridge into the UP, and we turned west. Did you go to McDonald's and have a Mac attack after you? After went- all those Macs, had plenty of Macs. I'll say yes. Yeah. Okay. I have a picture in front, but with you by a very green bridge, which I'm assuming is the Mackinac Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so because I've been across that bridge once or twice, uh, I'm going to. I'm, it is not. And that's an LAB throwing. Yeah, it's a long ass bridge. Thank Absolutely, you. that is a long <laughs> ass bridge. Uh, yeah, that is. So yeah, the Mackinac Island, the Mackinac Island Bridge is a motherfucker. Like that is that is, and when you get out there, that's a whole different country. And and it's yeah. a little breezy on top of that bridge. Sure too. enough, yeah. Well, because <laughs> you're going across what other countries would call an ocean. Yeah, yeah. You're taking a bridge across a sea. Yeah. So that's that's fair. Yeah. No no question about that. The uh, I'm going to take all these images from Chris Chris's adventures and put them on in the show notes. These so are beautiful images, Chris. Thank I, you. These are some well, of the yeah, best you I've know, ever all seen. All done with my cell phone too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. The, uh, I so, like the snow-capped mountains. So then we 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 turn west uh, and we start going through the UP, which was relatively uneventful um, until the heavens opened up. And uh, so we rode through three and a half, easily three and a half hours of... There's a bridge. If anybody wants to see bridge, that's bridge. Yeah. Bridge, there's bridge. It's a very big bridge. Yeah. So we had about three and a half hours worth of hard downpour. At, uh, at which point I figured out, yeah, my boots were not waterproofed as well as I thought I So I had about an inch of uh, water in, in, in each boot. Fuck. And, uh, Did you have some bread bags with you or no? Uh, I didn't. Oh, jeez. Which was rectified the next day. Rectum fried? Okay. Well, <clears throat> did you have an extra pair of boots? Uh, no. No. Oh, why, shit. Why bother? You had to go barefoot the next day. <laughs> so... So we make it into a Duluth on uh, on Sunday night because Monday Pete wanted to go to uh, Aerostitch. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, wait. you're you're there. A BMW right? guy that wants to go to Aerostitch. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> but did you go to Grandma's? Well, we met Grandma, and no, I don't know. <laughs> he's, a, he's not familiar with his Grandma concept. The uh, what's the Grandma concept? 
It's just it's a big uh, saloon in Duluth. Oh, okay, all right, all right. It's we didn't we didn't make a place it to go in Duluth. Yeah, did you go to the Duluth Trading <laughs> Company? I was gonna say uh, yeah. we didn't we didn't do that either. We didn't they're do based that in yet. Wisconsin. Oh, that makes sense. Sure, it is. Of course, it does. So Duluth, you didn't go to Grandma's, but you did go to Aerostitch. Aerostitch. Right. We popped in there, and I got some uh, some boot covers. Yes, you did. So I got those, and I got some waterproof uh, gloves that you slip your regular gloves into, and it's mm-hmm. like three lobster fingers like that. Yep. And of course, I wore those the next day yeah. when it was raining, and then I tucked them down in my saddlebag and couldn't find them for the rest of the trip. Oh shit! So I and found them this morning. Wet. No, no, oh, okay. they're dry as a bone. Oh, okay, all right. So, uh, anyhow, we <laughs> as roots. as we rode yeah. through the rain on on uh, Sunday, when I Monday I started the bike up, it was loud as hell. It was loud as a Harley. I'm thinking, what the fuck? You yeah, know, doesn't sound quite right. So I, I rode all day, and I, the more I rode, the louder it got. Oh yeah. And so this takes us to the the infamous H pipe. The H. So um what I will say that uh Pete says, Well, it'll be fine for the rest of the trip. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Yeah, well let's see what we can do about it. And that's when I, I called my trusty yeah. <laughs> uh, Moto Guzzi dealer. Yeah. And said, What yeah. what should we do? So but first, you had to uh, become a Patreon at the ten dollar level. So you got the high <laughs> yes. level. Yeah, I got, but I got right in. Yeah, yeah. Real quick, I got a Patreon message that Chris Smith would like to become a member at the ten dollar level. But he so, could. But he, could be, but he couldn't use Chris Smith. He had to use Chris Smith too because the other Chris Smith. The other Chris Smith's yeah. already a Patreon. Yeah, exactly. Oh my God, that's hilarious. So anyhow, we did a uh, a, a field repair on the uh, on the bike, and it actually worked. Yeah. Explain this field repair. Well, you chewed we, a lot of gum. <laughs> yeah, we got some pieces, parts at O'Reilly's Auto Parts. It was uh, exhaust tape and some uh, metal tape that they make, and we wrapped the metal tape around the split. And then uh, Pete actually took one of the uh, worm clamps and took it apart and kind of wrapped it in a, a U shape to kind of pull the. Uh, H pipe back together, and then crank that down with the 18th um, worm clamp that that we had. <laughs> so you, you, you basically daisy chained some worm clamps together to make one big long one to squeeze everything together. And we squeezed the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah. and I and I'll tell you what the the friggin' thing really got back to not exactly where it started right. out, but. Yeah. It was a hell of an improvement, noticeable improvement. And this problem, so you guys, we'll pull it up here just so everybody can see it and kind of understand what's going on. The um, the Cal- the Moto Guzzi California, in the design of the bike, like part of the design of the vehicle is it has a crossover pipe. Many of our motorcycles, we know tons of fucking motorcycles have crossover pipes. Balance the exhaust on left and right hand side, no, no problem, right? No big deal. However, if you look at the image, the crossover, uh, what they do there is they've got a couple of those... Um, muffler bushings you know so like when we were kids and they used to be like oh go find us some uh go find some muffler bushings and you'd be like yeah whatever go pull my other dick right so yeah they'd send us out to go find muffler bushings but it turns out there really is a thing and the exact i mean the exact problem that chris has had is a problem that a lot of other people have had so on these moto there is a 
a lot of vibration, 1400 cc's. It's a big fucking motor and it does shake. I mean, there's, there's quite a bit going on. But when Guzzi designed it, they really only put one of these flexible joints on each side before the muffler. Because the muffler, of course, then the muffler can be bolted to the motorcycle mm-hmm. and the engine can do its shaky, shaky vibrato thing. And then those mufflers don't crack right at where the muffler, where the intake goes into the muffler. So they make this very cool, flexible, I don't even know, what would you call that? It's like, it's like mesh. It is literally woven. It's and, I mean, it's called a flex pipe. It's a I mean, flex pipe. They have common, cars. All, every yeah, car has right. a flex pipe. Tons of cars these days have flex pipes. It's just what it is. And that's no problem, except for they were cracking mm. at the H pipe. So where you look at that image and you see that image, you'll see that there's that point in the picture second from the left where there's no fucking flex joint. And then the picture all the way to the left, there is a flex pipe. And so there's a company out there called Guzzi Tech. And they have identified this as being a problem. A lot of Moto Guzzi owners have had this problem where that H-pipe cracks. Now, some people complain that the welding is done too quickly, laser welded, what have you, and it just can't take it on long trips, on super long trips. Dudes that don't go on long trips can drive around all the time and never have this problem. Guys that go on long trips where the motor's humming along for four or eight hours, they'll have this problem. And every picture I looked at that was broken looked exactly like yours was broken and it was only a question of if it's in the shifter side there's not a lot of really shit over there that you need to worry about but if it's on the brake side fire comes out of that pipe (laughs) and fire is hot and fire then goes right on your master cylinder for your rear brake burning it and burning the master cylinder brake hose off of it and lighting your brake fluid on fire yeah that's kind of sexy like that's a cool yeah. way to go out and uh but his was on the yours was on the right side right side the brake side mm-hmm. so he had it on the side you don't want to have it on right which while he told me his he was describing his problem to me and i was like "Ooh, i think i know what it is and then i was looking reconnaissancing his trip because like you were in south dakota when you contacted me yeah, because like the only two, sh- there were like two towns ahead of him that had like one had like a red light. No, we we're in Minnesota. You're Minnesota. Yeah, Minnesota. When did uh, Pete get that life insurance policy out on you? Yeah, yeah. that's was what it right like, before he suggested to continue on. Yeah, six weeks before. <laughs> yeah, it, it cleared his check, cleared and everything, yep. and then he got the. Uh, why did they make him? I don't know, Pete. Why do we need to stop at that airport real quick? I'm just going to get you some travel insurance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's what it was. So they did manage to perfect. They did the perfect field expedient repair. Which got them back on the road again. So fucking a good job. Good man. job, Chris. Goddamn good job. Super cool. I didn't yeah. do much mechanically, but I, <laughs> I was. I did. I, you I got, did try to keep Pete cool. You got the. You there got, you go. Try to keep him cool. I did. Sure. I did sure. see the picture opportunity though of you standing there next to the bike, like, "Hey, look at me. I'm. I'm, I'm wrenching. A, yeah. yeah. Use a cheerleader. Push it in. Push it push in. Way in. Way in. <laughs> so that's kick ass. Yeah. So you fixed your motorcycle. So, so that's good. Yeah. So so from there, the next stop was uh, Lake Itasca. Does anybody know the significance of Lake That's what all the trailers were named after? No. no. The headwaters <laughs> of the Mississippi River. <gasps> really? Yeah. Wow. Okay, that's cool. I like that. That's Which a good I was, fun I, fact. I didn't know that either. And, right. when, and when we pulled in, there's uh, that first picture on the left, or okay. that, the main picture. All right. So that's a series of rocks that you can walk across. From one side to the other of the Mississippi, the so this is the, the easiest place to cross the Mississippi. Yeah, and and it's about 
two feet deep on, okay. the, on the right-hand side. So there's kids playing in the water and stuff okay. like that on, on both sides. Yeah. And on the far side, that's Lake Itasca that feeds the beginning of the um, Mississippi River. So Super that was the great cool. Mississippi. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that is pretty cool. Here, 1,475 feet above the ocean. 1,475 feet above sea level. That's above, pretty high. Uh, above the That's ocean. That's pretty high. Were you ever the mighty Mississippi begins to flow on its winding way 2,552 really miles to the Gulf of Mexico. Yeah, that's You're one high guy. So, well, that, all so that was very fish, cool. All the little fish that swim in there, yeah. 2,552 miles later, yeah. will be in the Mississippi. Bingo. How many miles did it take you to get home? Uh, 4,039. Fucking A. 4,039 miles. Yeah. Wow. I, I can top that. I did, <laughs> I, I did like five miles on the S65 this week. Ah! <laughs> Way more challenging. That's like dog ears. <laughs> it's dog ears. Yeah, five miles on the S65 <laughs> versus 4,000 miles on a Moto Guzzi touring sled. So other than the H-pipe, did the bike do fine? Yeah, it ran great. Yeah. Ran, ran great. And uh, So all the little miscellaneous noises and stuff that you were hearing, like that, maybe some of that was part of that H-pipe going bad even before you left. Could have been. You remember it was, the it was there was a long time when you wanted like, hey, ride my bike. Does it sound a little funny? So maybe you finally busted the the cherry and figured out what was wrong or was making a funny noise. Well, could have been. The H pipe usually is like, I'm great, I'm broken, because <laughs> because it's literally it's it's welded in a circle and it, it breaks at the weld. So it, Correct, it breaks yeah. at the T weld, yeah, and that's where it fails. Mm-hmm. And it's just the point where you know, like any system. Science. The heat shields were the noise. I mean, I think the, the problem with before was the yeah. heat shields were yeah. making noise on yeah. your bikes. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So, what was the midpoint? What was the point of going on this ride? Where did you end up? Uh, we went to Great Falls, Montana. But what was there? So, the BMW Motorcycle Owners Association annual rally, and Pete wanted to get there Wednesday night because they open Thursday, and that's when all the goofballs show up. Okay, so, so that's like the hot time to get there. Well, yeah, so you can get your best camping. And uh, as it turns out, um, when when we pulled in probably four or five o'clock, there are already three hundred people there. Okay, <laughs> so everybody else had the same idea Everyone, too, right? Yeah. And uh, so people are camping on the equivalent of a of a tree lawn. They they see a patch of grass, they just and start they're slapping in. their they're in their their tents down because so, that's going to be prime real estate. Yeah. And and it was it was looking pretty menacing, so people were getting their <clears throat> their tents up and rain flies on quickly. So as I'm walking around the place, I find, and I think I sent you the you photo. You sent me a picture, and honestly, I mean, I'm going to post these up because You're the, po- the pictures manger. are really good. Well, you sent not, me a picture of a fucking manger, dude. Well, those are those are uh, probably sheep. They are uh, sheep pens. Sheep pens. They're yeah, sheep pens. But and that somehow you have a bag of cedar chips. So. so so I'm walking around looking for a place to that's going to be better. Right. I, I find about six of these or eight of them next yeah. to each other, and nobody's anywhere near them. There's some bikes parked in front of them, but nobody's right. open. So I look, and I said, geez, that looks pretty good. And it's got, and it's got a roof. It's got a roof. Oh, fuck it's yeah. It's got three sides, and that's then it's, it's open out front. And in the last one, there were two, I don't know, 30-pound bales of uh, cedar shavings. Yeah. Still in, in the bales, I thought. Wow, this is nobody will mind if I, here. Nobody will mind if we open those up. Yeah, fuck it, you know. So we open those, up. those up. So we actually swept out. We mucked. We mucked out the the stalls. Get we out put of down here. fresh cedar shavings. We set our, our tents up, and everybody's walking by. So 
Does it stink in there? Oh, yeah. It's, it's terrible. terrible. Don't, oh, don't yeah. come anywhere near Fuck it. yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> horrible. Yeah, so it, it was great. Meanwhile, it had mild overtones of cedar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and no moths. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> Penicillin will get rid of the syphilis you got from laying in... Uh, in the urine, the, the in sheep the, urine, in the sheep urine. There's no, no. I'm not worried about it. I'm gonna <laughs> say I, I'm gonna. It, that picture looks solid. Uh, it, it, I have no question about the, how comfortable that was. It was great. Yeah, it was that great. Looks like and, uh, so, how many nights were you in that 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 bivy? We were there uh, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and Friday night. Okay, all right. And then uh, the thing was over on Sunday, but Saturday uh-huh. it's just walking around. Then you wait around. Saturday night for them to give away the grand prize or whatever it is. And you okay. See, Pete says you, you end up sitting in the sun for four hours while they dick around up on stage. The awards are always a, a battle. And what yeah. what is the award for? Like the best, like the uh, pretentious dude on a BMW, the sweetest aero stitch suit. <laughs> yes, you know the yeah. tightest one. Yeah. Right. The best aero stitch <laughs> suit wins another aero yeah. stitch suit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the I I think the, the the grand prize was a BMW motorcycle. Of course, really? so yeah. yeah. But yeah. what's the cont- like? What is the process? Like, what? How do you win something? So when you pull in, you have you get a ticket, and mine was number six seventeen. Pete was six sixteen, and they take the other half of it and they throw it in this big tumbler. Oh, so, okay, okay. So on the second day or whatever it was, they pulled prizes and. Pete and I went up to look at the list, and sure enough, 616 and 617 were on the prize list. Like, shit, shit, we won something. Right. Well, of course, if you look at all this stuff they're handing out, you know, there's bike wash. Right. Yeah, you know, right. A hat. Right. And, you know, a t-shirt and they're stuff. They're pretty minimal. Right. Yeah. So I won a $10 gift certificate to a local restaurant and, uh, and hot sauce joint. <laughs> that you're never going to. And Pete won $10 gift certificate to the Sudson Go gas station, which mm. was not on our way. So, <laughs> so I did. They at least post the. They posted the the raffle tickets up on some board somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Thank God, because you didn't have to fucking sit there and wait for a three hour raffle to win your ten dollar fucking ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was that. So that I sucked. I gave my ticket or my gift certificate to a guy who was there. Who knew Pete? He's a travel guy. I said, "Well, he's staying in town." I said, "Here, just take yeah, this take this. Go have, have a meal, dinner, yeah. Or whatever." Yeah, and then Pete gave his away to somebody at a gas station, father right. and his son. Say, "Hey, I'm never going to use this." So, right. Go get yeah, we, for the gas. Yeah, we pass along the good karma on that. That's excellent. Um, yeah. So we're we're at the um, we're at the BMW rally, and and I I found the beer tent. So, um, so <laughs> did you really now? I did. I did. It, it took me 45 or 50 seconds to find it, but uh, I was able to. Uh, it's probably stop the only there. thing at the BMW rally with a line. Well, no, no. no there, really? there, there were lines at the Aero Stitch tent. Aero Stitch wasn't there, but and there the was clear. <laughs> Clear water <laughs> lights. Yeah, yeah. My People are God. just completely Camaro for that shit. Oh my yeah. God! There's there's thirty Ceramic, or forty bikes lined up coating. with orders. What Things, is that? Uh, clear water lights makes these. They're just little projector beams. So they're just lights you put on your bike. But the trick with them is, it's to LED technology taken to eleven, and they're so amazing for being as small as they're. I've had several sets of them. I got a set in my office right now. That they have to come with a power controller on them because if you run them at full chat, they're the only LEDs I've ever seen that can drain your fucking battery because they literally 
have a voltage controller on them so you can control the brightness and there'll be a green light and a red light. When you're pulling over 12 volts out of those little sons of bitches, they'll go red light on you because your VR, your voltage regulator can't keep up with them. So it'll be like, oh, I'm driving down the road and I'm like, oh, I really want to see down the road. What I found out the hard way, though, is that those clear water lights, when you turn them on to like anything above 50%, you can see the street signs, like the highway signs, this exit, 19 miles away. So you can't see anything else at night. So when you're driving down the road at night and you turn them up even halfway, all those big freeway signs become way, they're burning your fucking retinas out. So you do have to use them carefully. They're crazy bright for as small as they are. But I think I think like 10 years ago, they were yeah. like, the cutting edge nobody could understand the technology right and yeah. now like the the two hundred dollar uh china version of them yeah are like 75 percent as good now yes compared you to like know back what? in the You're day absolutely they were like, not right. for bmw on, yeah so. you well, are no, well that's yeah. just you have to have that if if it doesn't say clear water on it you don't have an led you have whatever right that's true. You yeah, might as well be riding true. a fucking Honda at that point. Or That's something. true. I personally yeah. like the Xenon stuff, like the yeah. high, the high white, high uh, white. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. I mean, I they, they totally. seem to illuminate better than even an LED. Yeah. So, Chris, That's did true. anybody did anybody blow it out and bring their own like cheesemonger with them or a wine cheesemonger? <laughs> what was the, how was the charcuterie? I was going to say, what was the most BMW thing you saw at the BMW rally? Wow. Yeah, any Leroy's or anything? Were there some well, nice old BMWs there? There were some uh, uh, antiques. Uh, Did you see an R25? No, I think I saw an. 1937 BMW is what Pete was wow. telling me. Wow, okay. Could have been an R5, right? Yes, yeah, as a matter of fact, I think it was an R5 now. That yep, they're that. super rare. Super My favorite rare. bike. Yeah. Beautiful. Absolutely yeah. favorite antique bike. Gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. So we went to a couple of um, seminars. Were there BMW women there? Yeah, there were some some rather robust BMW women there. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> any leader hosen? I like to call them sturdy. I didn't see don't, any leader hosen, but I did see the ground for farming. Yeah, I saw quite a few kilts. Yeah, they'd uh, have to be a lot of kilts. That's so the R five. You know, they were they're kilting away there. Yep. So the one guy that uh, did a couple of um, talks, uh, so he runs IMT tours in Europe. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and uh, so Pete wants to go on one of these. So I, I went and sat through it. So there's one that, you know, buzzes around uh, uh, Spain, up into France, and down through Italy. Mm -hmm. And then you hit Corsica and Sicily, and then you come back, you know. Um, but the second one that we went to watch was... Um, tour of morocco and i gotta tell you i was i was pretty impressed first of all the guys the guy tells a good story about his company and it, it, it's all bmw stuff and uh he's been in business coming up on 25 years and uh they do things that are pretty interesting that um they take no more than 12 bikes at a time and no more than i think 16 riders you know and uh They'll, they'll have a leader and then a mid-person and then a, a follow-up van carrying your luggage and waiting for everybody. So if if you're going along and you want to stop and take a photo mm -hmm. of, of some little calf that's over in the in, in the <laughs> pasture that reminds you of your calf when you were a child, ah! you're actually allowed to just stop right. and they'll take the photo. And, and the van will wait. 
Cool. And then the second guy will stop at whatever situation it was where they made a turn so you know where to go. Right. So I was impressed with that. Um, the, uh, the joint um, has all, I said all uh, motor, or, uh, BMWs. BMWs. Right. He says he's got a stable of over 200 BMWs that he only uses for two years. Right. And then he, uh, Sell he them moves off. them along. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, people are saying, hey, can I ride my own bike? And I love what the guy said. Um, he says, is, is your bike in Europe? Right. Oh, no. Well, then you're going to have trouble getting it over, yeah, o- you are. O- yeah. o- over to Europe. He yep. says, but if you want to buy a bike in Europe and leave it, I'll store the bike for you. I'll also store your, your, your riding Right. Here for you. Wow, well, yeah. Of course, that shut everybody. Shuts well, everyone right down, yeah. Except, except for one guy. There, there's always one guy in every one of these things that's going to ask Usually a zillion that's questions. You. No. <laughs> so uh, the bikes are um, are all there. So uh, um, I was uh, mildly interested in the uh, in, in the Moroccan tour. Right. Uh, but I pulled the Moroccan tour up for folks if they want to see it. See it in the background there. So that's the Morocco tour. There's two of them. There's Spain and Morocco, and then there's Morocco. Um, the, this one is a nine day tour. They run it many, many, many times. And as you can see, it does a really, actually does a really yeah, nice Fez tour. And you Fez, go Marrakesh. Marrakesh. Um, this is a really, really good tour. Can you uh, buy a Fez in Fez? I would totally buy a Fez in Fez. In fact, I'd probably buy more than one Fez in Fez. <laughs> but the, uh. That'd be very infessive. <laughs> <laughs> but it's interesting to me is that. It looks like their tours, um, looking at their thing here, 10-day tour total, you're um, going to be around three, you know, 2,800 euros. Yeah. So about, you know, 3,200 bucks, give or take, you know, depending on what the exchange rate is at that moment. And then that's the base price. And then how you can do it is down here at the bottom on the IMT page, you can add on little deluxe shit. Like the base price means you're going to be on a BMW G310. So if you want to be on a BMW F750, you're going to add 120 euros to that. If you want to be on an F800 GT, you add 275 euros to that. Um, if you want to have a passenger, that passenger comes on board at an extra 2,000 euros. If you want to have a single room, a room for yourself, that's going to cost you an extra 400 euros. Otherwise, you're bunking up with somebody for 10 days. I do think it's interesting that you can go all the way up the use of force continuum to a BMW K1600 GT for adding an extra 875 euros. And why? Why? That, to me, seems like the worst bike in the world for me to be on that trip on that bike. It just feels wrong to me. But again, you got you to gotta have a bike for that asshole you were talking about. And that's, I think, the bike that is perfect for that asshole. Meanwhile, I would probably be thrilled doing it on the BMW G310R. Like... Can I keep up with a group? Fuck yeah. That's all the bike I need. I don't care. I do not need anything fancier. So, And if it falls over, you can pick it up with your toe. That's true, too. <laughs> you know, And I've done a couple of these overnight tours, and I can say that I, I did the Grossglockner Alpenstrasse Germany tours. I did two of them. And on both occasions when I did the tour, I came back and bought motorcycles exactly like the motorcycles I rode on the tour. Because Grossglockner... The first time I did it, I was on a VFR 750, and when I came back, I made it my thing. I was like, I'm going to buy a VFR 750. It took a few years, but I eventually bought a VFR You, you talked about that on Motor Story. Yeah. We have a whole thing about yeah, it. Yeah, I really eventually cool. bought that fucking motorcycle. Yeah. So if you do take one of these tours, be careful. You might come back and buy a BMW. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
So that's cool, but it is really interesting that I that's think or not, depending on how well it holds up. I th- yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true too. I, I think I, that I like Elf that. Store would be great. I would really yeah. love that. That's one of those things that I've always said. I would like to go back and do that again now with an adult brain instead of doing it with the twenty-year-old brain I took on my last trip. Because the twenty-year-old brain. Where are you going to find an adult brain? I know. I can borrow one from somebody. <laughs> Take my wife with me. That's yeah, you're right. The doctor. Mm-hmm. I'll follow Doctor Waters. It'll be a lot safer that way. The, uh, but that's fucking fantastic. So that guy was doing IMT tour information. He's basically selling his services. But what a service to sell. And you, you know what? He's the owner. So right. he he flew over from Europe. And yeah. Comes. To- Is he a client too? <laughs> he had a beautiful mane of hair. Yeah, he was a hair club president. But you know, it is in his best interest because you're never going to get a, a more tightly knit group of customers than that BMW rally. Yeah. And more people with money, usually. Fuck yeah. Dude, he's not showing up at the Starboys convention. No. Fuck no. <laughs> no. And also not a vintage like Honda CB350 fucking right. convention or something. Um, I did notice that AMA Vintage Days always has a couple of people there leading the tours and all that kind of like, you know, oh, come down to the Smoky Mountains and we'll take you on the tour. Smoky Mountains is about the highest level of spendy that they're doing. They're not right, doing right. Morocco. Wait a <laughs> Quick question. What, yeah. is, what is the marquee for Mid-Ohio this year? Sponsored by Royal Enfield. Okay. Okay. And we know that uh, Lawlil, Mert Lawlil was the original spokesman or the uh, master of ceremonies. Oh. He's had a scheduling conflict. Oh. I was praying that I wasn't reading that he was like dead or something. right? Okay. But Aldana. So Aldana is going to be there. Um, if you ever watch any old racing, you saw the guy with the black leathers that had the skeletons on it, skeleton leathers. That's oh, yeah. that's Aldana. So um, Aldana is going to be the uh, man of honor or master of ceremonies or whatever, like the official dude, which is fucking cool uh, to have that be the spirit of Moto Ohio, and I fucking love that. I, I have a Mid Ohio update. Yeah. So I was looking for a easy up to have a nice shelter, you know. Yeah. And I found a really good deal on an Easy Up, an actual Easy Up, and a easy up commercial brand. one, right. you know, yep. whatever. And so, of course, like once you buy anything online or do anything, then all your feed turns into shit that, you know, nothing revolves. but Easy Ups. Yeah. So, Easy Up sent me a thing and said, by the way, we make a camping cube. And I said, right. oh, what is it, this? It latches into your Easy Up. And it, it's a tent that yeah. fits. So now I have a 10 by 10 right. by 7 tent room. Right. That's an Easy Up tent. Yeah. We had one of those a couple of years ago at Mid Ohio that we set up. We set this thing up. We put the easy up because I got a bunch of easy ups. Yeah. And we put the cube. We added the cube to the easy up. It was so fucking cool. And yeah. nobody slept in it. Oh, I'm going to. Emma slept under the fucking bus. Everybody <laughs> else like scattered to the winds. But I looked and at three o'clock in the morning. Nobody was in the easy up. Oh, I'm there. The only tent in mid Ohio you can stand up in. Right. Fuck. <laughs> the only tent in mid Ohio br- you can wrestle in. I'm bringing a full like <laughs> like inflatable twin mat, like a big mat. I'm going to say, if you tell me you're going to bring an inflatable bunk bed. I'm out. <laughs> oh, I thought yeah. he was going to bring an inflatable partner, an inflatable well, date. Yeah, that, that's happening too. But yes. I'm just going to say, like, I, you know, with a, I'm not sleeping on the floor this year. I'm bringing a full I'm two not foot sleeping fucking. On the floor. Yeah, <laughs> bring your uh, coffee making accoutrements. Well, you're going to be yeah, in New York, right. so does it matter? I'll bring it, but you know, are you going to be there? Yeah. And by the way, what if you see this it? dude, so this is the guy you're looking for, right, David Aldana, right? So you take a look. There's David Aldana. That's oh, yeah. the dude. Yeah, yeah. That's the dude right there. So if you see David Alana, you fucking say hi to that motherfucker. He's a goddamn legend. And uh, look him up. Look up his racing. Watch any videos you can find of him. Dude raced flat track, raced superbike, raced every, just fucking raced oh, yeah. shit. And, in, and on any Sunday, the motherfucker's in there too. Hardcore. 
So when you guys finally got done with the BMW rally, I assume well, wait, that's t- 900 sausages and 46 beers later. Yeah. <laughs> let me let me tell you about a guy that that uh, parked his bike uh, next to us. He was on an Africa twin. <laughs> One of the 7,000 there? It was a three-year-old Africa twin. Yeah. With almost 90,000 miles. <gasps> Holy Excellent. The guy, shit. The guy is yeah. about 70 years old. Yeah. Hero. And and he's he's ridden it to the southern tip of South America. This little guy, and he can't be any more than about five foot six, five foot seven. So he's got a little ladder he puts down. <laughs> he, uh, he he hops up on this thing like a you know a kid on a big pony. And uh, was it a DTC or a normal shift? You know, did it have a clutch lever? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, normal. So that I you know. I, uh, Steve, I was thinking of you. You know this this beautiful Africa twin, and I could not believe this little man has been ripping around putting that mileage on a three year old fucking That's bike. Fantastic. That's great. And uh, and by the way, I saw two other Motoguzi Californias while I was out there. Oh, did you really? <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> yeah. funny. Which yeah. I thought I'd be the only person there on an imported bike, but uh, there are two others there. That is fantastic. Um, so overall, would you recommend going? Was it worth? I mean, obviously, it sounds like you had a great time. But uh, how was overall? Like coming back now that you're reflecting on it, how did you think? I would never go again. <laughs> Just so you know, uh, you know what you you had to find your own time uh, to have a good time, and all these people knew each other, oh. um, and they're all you know this is what they do every year, so they all know uh, right. you know Uncle Charlie and Aunt, Aunt B and stuff like that. It's when they come to see each other. Yeah, right. and and I couldn't give less of a shit, you know what they're. So it's like us going to Mid Ohio, but it's these guys at BMW. Yeah, right. yeah, right. and 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 they all get a hard on over this kind of stuff, which is fine. But it was it was nicely put together. You, you know, there's there's uh, courtesy tents where you know you can get water, and if you forgot, you know, a razor or something like that. Oh, um, very cool. you, you know, they just give it away. Clearly, you forgot your razor. Yeah, well, I know you're looking like an action star. <laughs> you walked in, I was like, holy shit. Smith is like he's the, the what do you call the the, the, the transporter? He's I like, was going to say, <laughs> so the crocodile hunter just showed up, right? So, yeah. so I said to Pete on Friday night, I said, so how much of this? Uh, have you had? Have you had enough? Right. Says, yeah, let's leave Saturday morning. So, mm. so we got the hell out of there by seven o'clock Saturday morning. Okay. Heading back west, and uh, the only thing's coming back west. You know, we didn't. So, so we didn't come across the top. We started angling down toward mm-hmm. toward uh, South Dakota and Wyoming and stuff like that. Sure. Or North Dakota, excuse yeah. me. But. Um, we uh, we stopped a couple places that, that we stopped our um, we stopped at the Field of Dreams in okay, Iowa in Iowa Dyersville Iowa yeah and we stopped at Clear Lake yep. Iowa where yep. um, where the music died and uh, then uh, how did the bike how did your California was it, was it comfortable the whole time did you find it being like a really like you know you can ride but that's like a ride so now you're on this long ride how was it so. I had been thinking <clears throat> about trying to get a backrest for the for the seat, just you know, for support. But mm-hmm. what I did was I, I got uh, a bag that's strapped onto the bike, and it just sat right behind the lower part of my back, and that was just perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, so I didn't have to ruin the seat by having somebody tear it up and put that that that's post true. and stuff yeah. in. So that that worked out great. The cruise control 
you know, worked great. Yeah. But I was always following Pete, and yeah. Pete doesn't have cruise control. So, so he's bouncing up and down. Yeah. So yeah. I'm constantly getting off of it and then trying to get it back on. But um, the other thing is Pete likes to take secondary or tertiary roads. Right. So... For our podcast listeners, when you say secondary, the thing that comes out after that is not thirtyary; it's tertiary. Yeah. <laughs> so some of the roads were Yunky Phil. Yeah some some of the roads were for me less desirable. Now right. I, yeah. I, I, I will say this: Pete is an excellent rider. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Pete, we we determined that Pete has ridden motorcycles between one hundred and seventy and two hundred thousand miles yeah. just on bikes he's owned, and and on that F eight hundred, he's very comfortable. So he'll go through. 45 mile an hour, you know, uh, 90 degree turns right. at 58 or 60 miles an hour where, where I'm downshifting on the pig, you know, <laughs> to about 40. Yeah, but it's a totally different bike. Too. It is. It's a totally it different bike. Yeah. So. And, and I've, I had only ridden that bike maybe, you know, you and I ran out, but I, maybe two or 300 miles before right. packing this thing on. So I don't, I don't have the level of confidence, right. yeah. A, in the bike. B, I'm not as good of a rider as he is. And C, but, he, he likes to go fucking fast. Right. But there's so, also a lot of things you can do. I learned quite a bit this weekend about just changing your rear suspension harder and the bike turns in so much faster. Like, so if you're going to be on those kind of roads, like you almost kind of have to set your bike up for it mm-hmm. compared to your bike set up for cruising on a highway and being comfortable. You know what I mean? So, like, it's <clears> whole- so when we got to... Um, Clear Lake and Mason City are two like sister cities about six miles apart. Pete had a, a, a knobby tire on his rear, and it was wearing down to the point that he thought he felt a, um, a steel cord coming oh, really? through. Yeah. yeah. So we stopped at a Honda dealer, and the guy didn't have the right tire, but there was a little place called River River City Moto, uh, you know, like two doors away. Okay. And the guy had a tire. So another nice Pete story is Pete took his rear wheel off his BMW right, right in the guy's parking lot yeah. Yeah. and uh, took it in. The guy replaced the tire and told Pete that he had uh, this one bearing is bad mm-hmm. in his hub. So Pete says, well, that's all right. I, I got two bearings here in my saddle <laughs> <laughs> and and so the owner of the shop and the kid who's working on the bike, they were just awestruck there. Right. Saying, wow. Yeah. This guy really he comes brought his here. bearings with him. Yeah. He, yeah, he brought, brought You used to ride those uh, 90s. They rode. And they, with those life fan engines. Say, and they he had to carry an old new engine with him because those life fan engines would blow up. They rode Chinese yeah. Chinese 90s with 110 top ends or whatever. They rode them across America, for fuck's sake. So, yeah, you got you to gotta be self-sufficient. Self yeah. So you got a real good guy to ride with. Yeah. Because, yeah, there's nothing that's going to happen that Pete's not going to be like, yeah, okay, we got to box these up and ship them home. Yeah. No. I'm surprised he didn't have that H-pipe in his bag for you. <laughs> so, uh so that was uh, two nights ago, and then yeah. uh, Wednesday we we jumped on the road and we took uh, quadiary roads. Quadiary roads, <laughs> which, were, <laughs> which is the equivalent of uh, going down Lorraine Road for yeah. forty miles. Yeah, I was going to say, like, "Fuck right. sake, Pete, what are we doing?" You know, Pete, Starbucks, yeah, Starbucks, yeah, <laughs> but but not even that. It's yeah. you know, Walmart, Aunt, Aunt Walmart, Walmart, yeah. and, uh, and, and Dollar General. Yes, a lot of Dollar Generals. <laughs> so. Finally, when we got Took into- the long way across Chicago? You, you know, way south of Chicago. Oh, we, you did? You stayed yeah. way south. Smart. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Yeah, don't go we're, anywhere. We're on Route 17 down yeah. there. If you haven't exactly. been on Route 17 through uh, 
through Indiana yeah. uh, don't. You can avoid that. Yeah. That is in Gary. Did you go through the beautiful Gary? Indiana? No, they were no, on. No, no, no we're Gary, Indiana, Gary, Indiana, Gary. Uh, no, right? so, then, so, so then we finally get <laughs> into Ohio, and Pete uh, deigned to get on uh, on the turnpike. So, so anyhow, it's, it's still raining. You know, it rained most of uh, the last day we were coming in. And so he he was nice enough to give me a little Ziploc bag. So I'm thinking, what am I going to do? You know, get on the turnpike, you got to right. get a, a what? A ticket, right? Yeah. And I'm going to put in my tank bag, which is already soaked. Right. So I'm thinking, I'm going to pull out this piece of wet <laughs> tissue, you know, hand <laughs> to whomever it's all falling apart. So he, g- he gave me a Ziploc. So I stuffed it in there with, with my cash, rode all the way out right. and got off at uh, where 90 and 80 yep. split. And I pull up, and I open the thing up. I, I hand the lady. I says, "Here's my ticket. Here's my money." Right. Can I? She's laughing. She says, "Oh, this is perfect." She opens oh, it up. Oh, great! It, it takes it out. <laughs> takes my money and stuff. I'm gonna put the three dollars back in your bag. And oh, I'm gonna good. Zip it for you. I'm right gonna there. pin it to your shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that was it. You know. So I jumped back on ninety and uh, rode back. And I was, I was half thinking of. Just riding over here right. at, at 6 o'clock to make right. this the last stop. Yeah, make it the home. last stop of the trip. Be like, fuck it, Phil. It's done. Fix it. Yeah, <laughs> but you did, you did nail it last week when you called us while we were doing the podcast. That was great. Like You timed that perfectly. Yeah, you did. That you was got, good. Your, t- your call in on the podcast was perfectly timed. So yeah. that's, that's just fucking awesome. So oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah, so that's the story. Uh, you know, we saw the geographical center mm-hmm. of... North America. Yeah. It's in map, uh, rugby. Right. Kansas. No, oh, no, it it's 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 in rugby, North Dakota. North Dakota. But it's the geographical center of the United States. Oh, map. North America. North America. Yeah, North, North, North America. America. Not the United States. North, North America. In Kansas, North America. Been okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. So uh so we had to stop and take a photo there. It's in the geographical center of the Western Hemisphere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure you betcha. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> What uh so now that you've done that and that was four thousand some odd miles, yeah, you know, yay. Did you are you in any oh, hurry no. to do that again? No. Johnny <laughs> Mac is Johnny Mac is heading out. Yeah. Like, I notice you're counting the counting the sheep over there a little bit there, John. Go get some sleep, Johnny <laughs> Mac. You worked too hard. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna call you about fireworks this weekend and stuff. If you leave the podcast early, you have to buy donuts Saturday? for everybody at work. Okay. Uh what and not the cheap crap. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. He's getting so used to having naps at work, he just takes them in the evening, too. Yep. Gibson's, double chocolate, <laughs> and custard with sugar. The uh, Now, what I, because I've done a, a number of long, dumb long trips, like stupid long trips. And yeah, there's always a feeling when I get done with the dumb long trick, I'm like, fuck that, dude. I don't ever need to do that again. I will fly to wherever I'm going and I will rent a motorcycle when I get there because I'm an adult. And it's true. Like, I know that before you left, we put a new tire on your bike. Yeah. I'm going to guess. Two new tires, front and back. I'm going to guess you need a rear, right? I mean, we'll see. Yeah, I'm going to have you look it over. We'll see, exactly. But it's just like, it's one of those things. You're like, as James always says here at the shop, James is famous for saying, was the juice worth the squeeze? (laughs) And I'm always like, yeah, because it's like, okay, the adventure, because you guys got there on Wednesday night. Yeah. You were there for all day Thursday and all day Friday, and you fucked off Saturday morning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So, like, if I'm going to go cross country for something, I want to be there for a week. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> let me tell you another story. So, on the, on the last day, so we go to Field of Dreams, yeah. and then Pete wants to go to this restaurant. Why and, didn't you're in, okay, you were in Dyersville, Iowa, at the yeah. Field of Dreams, where yeah. they, you know, you know. Am I if in heaven? If you build it, they will come kind right. of thing? If you build it, they will come. Am I, okay. am I in heaven? No, and you're in Iowa, right? Yeah. And But right down the road from that is the Ertl metal toy capital of the world. It is the, all the little farm toys, all the little metal toys. Yeah. I got to say, I was 10 times more impressed by the Ertl toy factory than I was the actual Field of Dreams. Because yeah, the Field was, of Dreams is a dude's farm. Yeah, I was under-impressed by the Field of Dreams. And... uh it was rainy and wet, right. and I'm trying to go over this gravel road in oh, the. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. In the I've been there. The California. I got soaked in. I got sucked into that, and the biggest fucking like, oh, you gotta see, you gotta go see the field of dreams. Yeah. And I was like, oh well, sure. I mean, we're here, right? Sports ball. And we well, got there, and I was like, this is sucks. Well, <laughs> you, you know, it's it's mecca for some people. I stood there waiting for Shoeless Joe to walk out of the fucking corn. <laughs> they should have had a guy just every hour just walk out of the corn and period correct. And people would have lost their damn minds. Well, there's only 12 people there when, when we were there. Well, so. because it's literally a dude's farm. And and raining. <laughs> so so Pete wants to go to this the best restaurant he's ever been to in his whole entire life. So everybody goes to the superlative, right? right? Okay, so we, we ride over to Ballsville to... To this restaurant. Were you in? Were you still in Iowa, or were you Iowa? The, Iowa, Iowa yeah. yeah. But yeah. but we're heading east. But we have to go north and back. I was going to say, did you have to dip under from under to hit Ballsville, or <laughs> was it special uh, Rocky Mountain oysters? <laughs> so we get there, and uh, Pete is pulling into the parking lot, and there's a lady walking across the street in front of me. She says, "Tell him that we are closed." Oh no! And. Uh, so I got the mic. I say, hey, Pete, they're close. What? And Pete starts to to get upset. Lose his shit. Know? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Be, because we went 25, you, you 30 miles out of the way. The wrong way. Yeah. You went back across the Mississippi. <laughs> well, no. We're you still, hadn't crossed we're, it yet. No, we hadn't crossed it yet. Yeah. So after that, Pete decides, all right, look, we got to cross Mississippi. Here's what we're going to yeah. do. We're going to get on this... Um, this ferry boat to yep. go across the Mississippi. Oh, that's yeah. what you do. You can go across a bridge anytime you want. Let's take the ferry. I said, fine. So, of course, that's another trip down another uh, gravel road, <laughs> two, two, two miles. <laughs> of course. So, so we get there, and we finally get loaded onto this thing, and it's a 15, 20-minute trip across the river. So now we're on the east side of the Mississippi. So then we're riding around, and Pete says, all right, I want to go here. And he punches something into my GPS. And, of course, the direction's on... On the GPS, your GPS. Yeah, it worked, um, huh? It, it it worked, but the orientation was down like this. Oh, so shit. It, it's it's down, and then all the directions are across the top, and I need my glasses to read it. And I'm not <laughs> wearing my glasses, so I'm following the little pink arrow and stuff like that. Yeah. So I said, "Well, I think we got to turn right here." Well, we turn right, and we're going along, and it takes us west. Across the Mississippi River. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Right. So oh, it's it's no. it's the shortest distance to some place. So it takes us back west across the Mississippi River. So then we got to follow this thing 15 miles to the south to the ferry. So <gasps> to the next bridge. You God forbid you miss the fucking ferry. 
Because you've been across the bridge already. Yeah, yeah, but but the ferry was already on the wrong side. It was on on the east side, and now we're on the back on the west side. Oh, that is so. Fucked. So we crossed the Mississippi River three times <laughs> in hundred miles and two and a half hours. So holy. So shit. ask ask me if Pete was pissed that day. Oh, I'm, I'm sure, sure he was pretty upset. He <laughs> was Pete pissed that day. <laughs> <laughs> Pete had decided that. It was essentially my fault because I couldn't read the GPS. <laughs> oh, oh, that had to be your fault. Yeah, hundred percent. I said, yeah. Pete, fuck, you know, right. the, you're the one that's dragged me around all these things. But anyhow, so, so we stopped, had some lunch, and then continued on our way, and uh, found a um, a place to camp out. But the, uh, back and forth across the Mississippi River three times, three 100, times, hundred miles. No, yeah, no, that's uh, that eats up a lot of. A lot of miles yeah. with very little distance. Yeah, it oh, yeah. really does. You're like, I can still see the fucking thing that I've crossed God three times. It. That is heartbreaking. Yeah. When Meanwhile, all you want to do is go east. Yeah, get, yeah. The, get me the <laughs> fuck east, fucking, you know. I'll eat in a goddamn Applebee's. Yeah. Just get me east. Fuck. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's tough. And, and, and last Pete story. So the last night we stay in like a, a quality inn. So we've been staying in Best Westerns. Right. And Pete is a platinum member of Best Western. Which is hilarious. And you know what? God love him because Pete will go in there. He's a little bit like like I am, and he'll go in and say, "Well, do you have a military discount right. and a first responders discount right. and a I stack them up?" Yeah. So, and and he loves these things. So we stay in a quality inn, and the next day Pete wakes up and says, "There's polyester in these sheets." You think? <laughs> you think? I said, Pete, how do you know that? Oh, I'm sweating all night. I never sweat in. Uh, Hundred percent, you know, in the best western, yeah, yeah, yeah. cotton, right, you know, right. hundred or twelve hundred weaves per square inch <laughs> or some shit like that. Because best westerns are known for their Turkish fucking linens, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> <Bowl and> ranch. <laughs> <laughs> they we we serve no less than twelve hundred thread count on all of our and our best western. <laughs> they yeah. get all their sheets from my pillow. <laughs> <laughs> so so the quality in, which is of course the oxymoronic name of the century, right, was just fine. It was fine. At, at the yeah. end of the day, it was fine. It was no fine. bed bugs. Yeah. You didn't get no, rained on. No, you were fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and they and they let us park our bikes up on their little portico. Oh, cool. Un, underneath the under the awning. Yeah, so it didn't get wet and stuff like oh, that. That's cool. It was it was fine. Yeah. I mean, the the joints that we stayed in on the way out and on the way back were the people were very friendly. Yeah. Peter decided that <laughs> people west of Iowa are the friendliest people in the world, and so if he'll go from uh, North Dakota, from Minnesota to right. North Dakota. Now North Dakota is the friendliest people. Well, until I was going to say Wyoming. Now they're the friendliest people until you get down to lonelier. North Dakota. <laughs> so. I, I just have one question. They're more starved for attention. On your trip, yeah. were you able to use any of the manscaping? Right. Did you use any products? Because I can tell you didn't use any on your face. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was able to. Uh, Clean out the uh, the undercarriage. A yeah, yeah, bit. you got to do that for moisture control. Yeah, really, that's what yeah. it that's what it comes down to. So before you get into that, right, right. Um, anybody want some listener news? Hell yes! I'm gonna hand this to Phil because he's a much better orator than well, I. Well, actually, I think that I might be able to pull this off. I I was doing a little prodding around with the uh, with the old gargler. Yeah, because I forwarded it to you. I yeah, hope you did. Can find yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. So and, uh, so this this yeah. guy he sent it to Motor Stories, but mm-hmm. it also includes the podcast right on and yep. we have a fan and also a pretty fucking awesome guy 
that happens to live in Sweden. Right, which is which is kind of badass. Stockholm? Uh, uh, no. <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. Falkenberg. But, uh, a, Falkenberg. The, uh, Falkenberg. But I... Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. I, you know what? You did forward it to me. You did send it to me. The, here we go. Swedish. So this says uh, Swedish West Coast Bureau. That's him. That's the one, right? Yeah. So... Again, this is one of those things where we get shocked occasionally that we have podcast listener. Yes. Right? And that it still <laughs> kills us. So we're like, oh, shit. Somebody comes in and is like, oh, I love your podcast. It's great. Yeah. Or somebody buys us two extremely high-end microphones that you're talking into. Right. Chris, you're talking into a $250 microphone right now that was that was bought for us by Chris Franklin, one of our podcast listeners. I will get shout-outs forever. forever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not worthy. Yeah, it, no, no your story did, was, though. We did that because your story was awesome. Right. And that's what we wanted to make sure that you got it. So for reals, for reals. Um, so Steve sent this over to me, and I was like, I I don't know, man. I didn't see it. Whatever. He says, greetings from Falkenberg, Sweden. Falkenberg, Sweden. Bike nut born in 1972. We have a free educational system here, so not really sure why, but my parents gave me a Kawasaki KX80 at my 12th birthday, and from there, I'm all about two wheels and an engine and learning new ways to hurt myself. We love this exactly. guy. We love this guy. The whole idea. Free educational system. Motorcycles. Right. So I mean, the whole idea is you have an expensive educational system. Kill those children off before they get to college. Right? <laughs> when, your health, when your education and healthcare is free, yeah. don't give them motorcycles. No. No. Make them earn money to take care of you. But we're happy he got one. Well, yeah, because... He says, come to think of it, my parents probably just wanted a retroactive abortion as they didn't have the college tuition to even think about. <laughs> Been listening to your podcast at work and it really makes the hours fly by. That seems unlikely. Um, <laughs> I have soul-suckingly boring job editing golf videos. No, no. <laughs> but it pays my bills and also funds my two-wheeled addiction. So a huge thanks for making work hours seem shorter. I have fixed and modified bikes for over 30 years now, so a lot have come and gone over the years, but here are some of my current bikes. No new bikes, because I always fix up bikes and dump money into them, and then when they are finished, I sell them way too cheap, so my bank account is made of helium. But the thing is, he sent pictures and stories and everything for every bike, and it's awesome. Right, and so his his one that he puts up here, so this one up here is, he said, a backyard racer. It came, it looks like one of those Coleman things yeah, or whatever. Like a little buggy boo yeah, or whatever buggy, they call Yeah, a little, little uh, you know. Doodle bug. Doodle bug or yeah. woolly booger or whatever the hell they sell at Costco's. Um, had a really lame 80cc engine, so I got it replaced with a 210cc in the pick. Yeah, there you go. Now it has a 420cc motor. <laughs> we love this nice. guy. <laughs> oh, game on. The game on, dude. My first test ride with the 420 resulted in a bent fork in the front wheel ended up almost under the engine. I raced straight into the foundation of my garage. Funny as hell. And I think we can see the garage in the background of the image. So, uh, yeah. It looks like the compound. If it does look it like does. the compound. Yeah. yeah. That, this could be our compound east. So the... Uh, <laughs> like a... Is it like a smoke and a blinch? Yes, exactly. Smoking a pancake. Smoke and a pancake? Uh, waffle and a blinch? Okay. Uh, one of my other backyard racers, I put 8-inch Honda Z50 wheels, we were talking about this last week, on it, and a modified pissed-off ZS155cc engine. This dude don't fuck around. Yeah, he right? He brings the heat. This bike has smacked my face in the dirt more than any bike I've ever owned. <laughs> yeah, it would, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah, basically what you're riding is a way-too-fast cod piece. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not big enough to be that much motor. So then he's got a or he's got a fucking we call it a jawa they don't the yava um the jawa 350 84 so these jawas are kind of legendary these things were made in the check so he says a very uncommon bike here yeah it's an uncommon bike anywhere outside of the fucking eastern block 
made in former Czechoslovakia, bought it for a bag of chips, and then fixed it up. Rebuilt the engine and stuff. Amazingly, they still make new parts for this bike, and they are really cheap also. The beefy gear shift lever doubles as a Kickstarter and also disengages the clutch. It's true. It is. It's uh, what? Yep, it, that's how that motor works. Uh, that's real. And the reason he can still get parts for this is because... Russia. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Eastern Bloc. Yeah. So, like, that's still a modern vehicle. They have a 2021 version of that with the disc brake and ABS that comes with a little diverter from China. Okay. Next one. Holy shit, this next thing has just got a fucking... Did he hit it with his dick? It's got a giant lump in the gas tank. All right, here it goes. <laughs> a really rare bike, the Yamaha DT250 79 Danish Army. Damn. So, I've seen these Danish Army's bikes being sold not anytime in the past 15 years, but maybe 20 years ago, there was a whole run where you could buy these Swedish and Danish army bikes crazy cheap. You know, wow. Somebody was bringing them in cheap. Uh, pretty sure I have the only road legal one in Sweden. I don't doubt that. From the info I could get, it seems the Danish army only ordered 200 of these. The tank was made bigger to meet army requirements of minimum range. Ugly as fuck, but it makes an excellent ball crusher. Yeah, it does. That's funny. It looks like the goddamn Ducati SS800 gas tank where it literally has a device there to to impale your testicles. Right? Yay. Super cool. And then my Honda CB1100F83. It oozes 80s nostalgia. Pretty much only used to haul my missus around when she feels like tagging along. Don't worry. It only happens like once or twice a year, so it's okay. And that's like solid, you know, CB1100F, rock solid. Oh, Got yeah, the right 100%. paint scheme, right. blue, white, and red. Badass, you know, super cool. It's a brick. My Street Fighter, all murdered out. Built from a Kawasaki ZX-12R 2000 first generation. Yeah, that's pretty fucking sick I mean, looking. honestly, it yeah. looks like a Velspit. What, the, what is smart it? Pillion? Yeah, a the smart pillion? A shark pillion? Yeah, it does. Well, it does have the shark pillion. It, it does. Yes, it does. Shark <laughs> pillion. It has the kicked up the arse look that is so popular among the Street Fighters. Uh, pretty entertaining bike with 23 kilograms removed. That's uh, probably 60 pounds in the Queens. Uh, removed and 20 horsepower added. Yay. No computer assisted. Nothing. I've put a sticker by the key that says, remember, stupid kills. And thanks to that sticker, I've only crashed the bike twice. <laughs> <laughs> I love this dude. This, this dude is awesome. awesome. Nice. Good job, dude. Oh, here we go. My beater, Yamaha XT600, 1992. Bought it for rusty bicycle money. <laughs> Fixed it up and brush painted it with the leftover paint from my DT. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. The motorcycle parts are black. The not motorcycle parts are green. I like his aesthetic. That's cool. That's badass. That's a perfectly good motorcycle, too. XT600 is a solid bike. And then, what the shit? Me and my never sell Z50, Z50 Honda with white walls even, 1976. 120 cc upgrade, yeah. Four-speed semi-auto, personal best day trip of 329 miles, Google says. Dude, this guy. Holy shit, that's a lot of miles. He needs to get on a plane and come visit us. That's what this dude needs. So he says, my my Z50 clone racer. Now, that's not the same bike, dude. No, no, No. he's got more. This is the Z50. And look at the the CCs on this bitch. Over parts from dirt bikes and monkey bikes, 212cc ZS five-speed engine. Yeah, really fun to chase bigger bikes with on my favorite small blacktop roads. No shit. Your bike weighs slightly more than my wallet and it has 212 cc's <laughs> fuck yeah you're a fucking hero there okay now whoa 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 now he's getting into whoa. turbos dude. now he's getting weird my latest project a yamaha r1 1998 turbo built a turbo r1 when i was in my 20s and sold it 10 to 15 years ago 
So that means he's like 35. Um, kind of young. Born in 72. So kind of young for this part. Oh, he's, he's 49. Born in he's right, 49. Right. So he's Fair a year enough. younger yeah. than I am. Bought this one semi-built last summer as my midlife crisis read Miata substitute. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Fuck you. I you just, just got a Miata. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Don't call it a Miata. It's a it's a Unos Roadster. Right, right. That shit is JDM, bitch. <laughs> All right. Steering wheels on the right-hand side. Anyway, really miss the sound of a turbo bike makes. And the constant top yoke imprints in my face. Yeah. Perfect old guy bike that still manages to scare the hipster millennials on their Tuanos and their MT-10s. No shit. Yeah, I guess it would. He says, okay, sorry for the picture bombing, but somehow I suspect you guys are kind of bikeaholics that actually appreciate and have the endurance to scroll to the next pick if it's a two-wheeler. You're right. Jimmy, we, we love you. Man, the very best to all you ride fast and chase fannies. I like that, too. Oh, right yeah. Fast. Okay, right on, dude. So, uh, Jimmy Gilstrom. Um, we have I mean, to make him a bureau umlaut. chief. Can we make him a bureau he chief? He might have to be our Falkenberg Sweden. He might be the, the Swedish bureau chief. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, and then at we this need point, updates. We need updates. We might have to updates. get. We might have to get Swedish Cleveland Moto Swedish updates. Yes. Yeah. At least at least once a month. Like once a month, send us an update. That's would be that'd be good. I love this guy. This guy's Dude, awesome. That that is it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Borscht, bork, bork, bork. <laughs> I was trying the whole time I was reading that letter not to channel the Swedish chef. Right. I was like, our listeners would probably really fucking love that shit, <laughs> but, but I wouldn't. Yeah, right. I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't like it. I'd do it. Listening but I wouldn't back, like doing it would probably not be as funny I wouldn't as do we it. thought of. Yeah, right. no, no, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, Bagel always rips off a good a good right. accent. Like, Bagel's good for an accent from just about anywhere. Right. And I am, too. But, one, I'm not nearly fucked up enough. But so back in my RC days when I was flying the big airplanes, mm-hmm. there's a guy named Weezy who lives in Sweden that came over and was like my counterpart. His name's Weezy? Weezy, yeah. W-E-S-S-E. Weezy. Oh, not Weezy. No, Weezy. Okay. But um, he, he rebuilds mopeds and, right. and little mini bikes yeah. and stuff like that. And he's a metalsmith. So he makes like all kinds of weird shit and wood stuff. And one of his things that he was making back in the day that he sold a shit ton over yeah. there was a giant wood cock because- they sell these bird feeder things. They're yeah. a string with two balls. Okay. So you'd put this cock on your thing. Between and the hang two. The thing. Uh, so his thing was when he came over to the States to hang out with us, right. he brought 50 of them. 50 of the wood cocks. Yeah. So when but he got, didn't bring out the ball, no, the, no, the no, ball no, no, bird's no. nest with so him. So when he got to the States and then <laughs> got through customs, they were like, uh, what you got there? what's in the bag here? He goes, oh, I am a uh, homosexual. I like the uh, fun times. And <laughs> we're just like, okay, whatever. So I still have it. I have. The, I'll bring it in next week. That's it's a giant twelve-inch wood Wooden fucking cock. cock. All right, man. Great. Right on, dude. I, I I cannot bitch about that at no, all. No, not at all. Fucking cool, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I I have no gripe about that at all. I think I think that for the money, for the money, you get those people in you know Finland, Norway, Sweden, because Europeans are cool. Europeans, without a doubt, it they're fucking cool. But the further you are north, you're always kind of looking. A little further north going god i hope they stay on their side of the border right? <laughs> yeah, i mean yeah. you forget that like these people have been in constant fear of a cold war n- nightmare right because I've, again I, I watch a lot of european television and there's all kinds of tv shows about the russians going like tra- traipsing over the border right up in the malmute territory up in the area of sled dogs and seaplanes and shit <laughs> and when we do that shit we're all just thinking about like you know we just picture uh what the fuck was her name up in uh, uh wasilla alaska Oh yeah, we all just picture what's her. What's your face? Yeah, yeah we yeah. all just picture her like up there. Oh yeah, from my back porch, I can see Russia. 
No, you can't. Don't don't sweat it. What was her name? Yeah. But we all think about her, and we don't think about Palin. like Palin. Yeah, Palin. Palin. Sarah Palin. We don't yeah. think about the people who are actually connected via she, land. Right. Right. She was yeah. also in Iron Sky too. She was the president in Iron Sky. She was the president. Oh, she was in Iron Sky too. Oh, no, so they, Iron they, Sky one. She was the president. Was she really? Oh, I, I mean, I haven't seen Iron I mean, Sky. That, she, I mean, uh, the fictional played, president, right? Yeah, right, an right. actor that was, playing but she her wasn't was playing the, the part as celebrity no, typecasting. No. They were just saying that in that in that dystopian future, Sarah Palin was the president, right? Exactly. You know what? They probably thought about using Donald Trump, but they said that was too far fetched. Right. <laughs> it was like, oh, that'll never fucking happen. Put oh, Sarah Palin in there. And <laughs> I read an article today that the Finnish <laughs> are the happiest people are. in the world, but they also have the highest suicide rate. So go figure. I think that's fair. So the sad, I, the sad ones kill themselves. Yeah. So the, I guess sad, the sad ones wipe themselves out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the saddest ones have the common courtesy to wipe themselves out so that their so, numbers could stay high. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah their their numbers. Are high. How are you feeling? Not so good. You know you should you should probably take care of that because <laughs> we're the happiest country in the yeah. world yeah, and hey, you're hey. dragging our hey, hey, you're, drag, you're dragging bumming the me down. out, man. You're bumming me out. Go take care of that shit, <laughs> Sven. Sven, we've decided that you're not smiling enough. Would you like to look down this gun? <laughs> yeah. yeah. What is this? It's a selfie camera. Right, Just hit the button. Oh, <laughs> okay. fucking hell, man! That is awful. That is that is terrible. Uh, so I should we should we say something about Manscape? Uh, it's up to you. I, 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 I think we should. I mean, you have know, you heard? Or I have not. But you know, again. We just don't, you know, we don't want to take any sort of, we don't want to take any liberties with, with the folks. They're doing a great job. They sent us some cool shit. That's cool. Um, you know, we're really, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I, I'm very much, I'm very much all in on the product. I've continued to use it um, despite, now here's what I can tell you. Even though John said that his wife has had success using it. On the clam? I tried using it. I tried just like... <laughs> I'll admit it. I tried using it on my cat. Oh. Yeah. Didn't work. No. No. Not so good. No. Maine Coon Cat is far tougher than a fucking Manscaped shaver. Gotcha. So it turns out a Manscaped shaver will go about 37 feet. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out a Manscaped shaver is the right fucking, the right noise, mm -hmm. the right the right auditory signal to really piss off a 23-pound Maine Coon Cat. Oh, yeah. And uh, I was just kind of like, I don't know. I think maybe he'd look good like a lion. Right. And I was like, well, I know it works on my balls, and I know it works on my neck, and I know it works on the other places. I was like, I wonder if it'll work on the cat. So I kind of got, got the cat good and stoned, and, you know, just cat. Not, nothing yeah, right, weird. Right, right. Nothing weird. You no, know, no, I wasn't like shotgun. No, no know, animal no. people have to call No, we don't need right, to do that. Right. right. It was just cat. They, he was just by his own fucking choice. And so I was patting him. I got the little Manscaped, Landscape 4.0 on. Oh, yeah. Just got the light and everything. Oh, yeah. And I turned it on, and he kind of looked at me like, what the fuck? <laughs> And it's just kind of, you know, it doesn't make a loud grinding sound. It's just kind yeah. of a, meh. it's pretty quiet. It's honestly. Oh, it would be scary if it made a loud grinding sound. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> but it was very chill. It was very cool and it wasn't scary at all. It was like, it was very, very, it was very decent, right? It was, it was cool. And I just kind of held it when I kept petting him and stuff. And I just had it going because I don't want to freak him out. Like, I'm not going to charge him with it, you know. But I just right. had it going. It's petting him. No, it was cool. just got one hole in him. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> It looked like an episode of Jackass. <laughs> I mean, this fucking cat. Okay. When this happened, when when I made one attempt at him, mm -hmm. 
this big lazy cat who's got to be 18, 19 years old, who generally just moves around the house like poorly made furniture, just leaving parts of himself wherever he goes. <laughs> this motherfucker just got all of a sudden instant Hulk rage. <laughs> and he got so fucking angry at me. He got super angry at me. And he batted the Manscaped 4.0. <laughs> And it went across. Now, I do not live in a palatial estate. Our house used to be what's considered beach property, right? You know, so we live in a a little cottage that's been amplified. But our living room ain't big. But he hit that thing so fucking hard, it missed the TV by three and a half inches and hit the wall. And here's what I can tell you. And this is why I bring this up about the Manscaped 4.0. Don't worry about dropping it in the shower. You're okay. You're fine. You're totally fine. You can drop it in the shower all you fucking want. Because your toenails. this thing hit the wall at about 240. <laughs> and pieces of it went all, but it did that, like, what do they call that? That sacrificial programmed deconstruction. Yeah. So the Nothing guard broke. Went, yeah. Nothing broke. It disassembled. But I was shocked that I was able to put it all back together instantly with no problem. So it's got crush zones. Apparently, yeah. it's designed to take a beating and keep on and keep on weed eating. So it's amazing. Yeah, I also had this. So this weekend, it's not their main product. Right. Again, I think we talked about it for a minute. But, yeah. So their underwears that yes. they sell for the men. Yeah. Right. right. So Saturday, I tried to see if anybody was riding. Nobody was going right. to ride. So I yeah. went out on the Z nine hundred. And I did 475 miles on the Z900. Holy shit. Yeah, that's a hell of a day. It was a good day. That is a hell of a day. I I tested. I wanted to make sure that there was enough ground clearance between the front wheel and the ground. Oh, yeah, yeah. You want to make sure that the front suspension was rated correctly. 100%. That's very good. I like that. Anyway, so I wore the underwear. It was great. The whole thing. Next day, I got up and I went out with Mike and some other guys. We did about 110 miles fairly aggressively um, on the FJ. And I, 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 I did not wash the underwear. I put them back on and wore them. It was whoa, great. Whoa, 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 oh, whoa. That's oh. unfair. I hope to God you turned them inside out. I did. I did <laughs> turn them inside out. I did. But, but no, but this is what I'm getting to. So um, I went to Costco and like with my wife, we were buying right. some stuff for my daughter's graduation party. And I saw that they had this pack of underwear made by another company right. that looked very similar. Sure enough. And I said, huh. Yeah. That seems like a fair price for a five-pack underwear. I'll right. get those. Yeah. And so I bought like them. Kirkland? Something like that, whatever, you know. Kirkland so I, underwear. I, I slap them on, and they, they at, at, at first, they completely were the same. It felt right? the felt same the as same the Manscaped underwear. All oh, nice yeah, yeah. And whatever, right? right? And then I rode my motorcycle to yeah. work. And about 15 minutes into riding my motorcycle to work, the same kind of cramping right. and weird, like yeah. moving around and doing bad shit stuff right. happened. And I hated it. And I was only yeah. on the bike for 25 minutes. No, I'm the first one to tell you. I, I have worn the Manscaped underwear several times. And the Manscaped underwear are no fooling around. No, like, I, like, like I, I'm i giving in and I'm yeah. going to buy at least a five pack of that underwear so yeah. I can ride my motor. I'm just going to keep it as my motorcycle riding underwear. And that's what I'm wearing. I don't know how old you guys are, but there was a point in my life back in the Wayback Machine where there, my wife and I decided we'd get satin sheets, you know, just to be like super slick and super sexy. So we got satin sheets. And like the trick with satin sheets is you can have satin sheets, but then you can't also have like satin pajamas. No, no. Because no. if you have satin sheets and satin pajamas and you try to dive into bed, you're going to land up in your neighbor's yard. You're doing the Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah, here's game on, dude. <laughs> so I have not had that experience since I put on the Manscaped underwear. Right. And I put on the Manscaped underwear, and normally I can pull my pants on and then, you know, move around the, the, the changing room there until I get my belt and my gun and my, you know, knife and all my shit I normally do, right? Right, right. 
And so I'm like, but I had my pants on and I went to go grab my belt and my pants fell off. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? So I pulled my pants up again and I pulled my pants up and I, I, I put my pants up and I go to grab my belt and my pants fell off again. I couldn't make my pants stick to my fucking body. But the thing I needed the belt. Right. And the thing yeah. I think is kind of interesting about it is somehow even yeah. over many miles or sweat right. or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Right. They hold their shape and they don't do the bunch. They didn't up sag shit. out. No, yeah, it man. didn't end up looking like you were wearing I'm somebody's sold. nutsack as on your nutsack. As much as I like, yeah. as much you know, like obviously we're sponsors and so we're talking yeah. about them. But oh yeah. As much as I like the manscaper thing or something like that, right. I'm really kind of blown away by the underwear. Well, I'm, I'm like wearing a t-shirt all the time too, and the t-shirt's no small digs either. The t-shirt's no. legit. Yeah. So what's funny is normally when a company has a product, they sell you the product, buy the fucking product. They give you the cheapest the fucking swag bullshit. is yeah. garbage. Yeah, right. The swag is literally garbage. It's right. stuff you wouldn't use for any anything you're like oh thanks you gave me a beer cozy fucking you know whatever right, right. great it's made in china by children and it doesn't work and right. whatever right. the bottom right. blows out wait didn't you give us beer cozy i did cozies? <laughs> made in china <laughs> no, <laughs> they made, no they, they were made in the underwear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Look, I mean, fact he of, makes he makes Renee yeah. do it in her underwear, so he knows that she doesn't steal any when she's leaving. <laughs> she can't steal any beer cozies because I know she's wearing nothing on her. Yeah, there's no place to hide beer cozies when she's making my beer cozies. Well, there is, but you're not gonna. We're not gonna get in there. Yeah. We're not gonna check her lady pocket. Um, we're not gonna check her prison wallet. <laughs> she's good to go. <laughs> we run a we run a pretty tight shop around here, but not that tight. <laughs> Easy there, Steve. <laughs> the, uh, he said prison wallet it is a prison wallet <laughs> oh look we have a game around here at the shop that we're like wow that's really small how small is it so small you could take it to prison <laughs> like like my rep uh we don't get me started on reps i had a problem with reps i had a bad day with my reps but my reps came in and after i spent seven hundred thousand dollars with their company i got this little tiny fucking bottle of muck off motorcycle cleaner that you could take to prison yes there's no doubt you could take this to prison there's I could absolutely no doubt anybody any at this podcast could take that to prison <laughs> six six thousand fucking dollars six hundred thousand dollars and i got a bottle of muck off and i got another bottle i got this blue one that that even that even your oh, tight ass could take to prison that's a urethra tube this you one a well, couple squirts to get a prime <laughs> I, I know we all joke about how tight chris and pete are but they could take this to prison right? because this is a very small bottle of Matt finish detailer. So Matt, this is so you can finish. Oh, uh, your, your psycho scooter could look nice. And it could. Yeah. It's good for Matt things, right? Exactly. So anyway, b- before we talked about Renee's prison wallet, uh, we did want to say that summer is here. Are you ready to unveil your beach bot? No, you're n- you're in luck. No, you're not. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package package, which includes the lawnmower. We know we talked about that. It's cat proof. You heard that right. The 4.0 compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for a hot guy summer. Nope. Uh, by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and motherfucking free shipping. Yeah. yeah. So, Jimmy Gilstrom yep. with an umlaut yes, over his O. A, he has an umlaut. He has an umlaut over his O, so I think it's Gilstrom. Sure. Gilstrom. How about this Jimmy Cool guy? Like, like Strupfafel? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my knowledge of Swedish, <laughs> which is probably actually from Denmark, right? Right, right. Yeah, all right. Okay, anyway. We apologize in advance for any 
No trauma that hey, we caused. Hey, hey. Yeah, because I'm gonna affect his fucking national identity. Some dipshit in Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. yeah Cleveland. Right. right. We don't cultural even have misappropriation. Cultural misappropriation. Yeah. yeah. That's the borshtity bork shit shit. Right. <laughs> First you take the Swedish moose. <clears throat> Here, moosey, moosey, moosey. Yeah. Anyway, that is not. That is that guy right there. He could have this shipped to him. Get twenty percent off yes, and free interplanetary shipping yes he can that's fucking cool i mean if you're from i don't know if you're from uranus well if you're from uranus you could have free shipping can you imagine so if you had a hair understanding well a lot of swedish people have light fair hair very light very fair so that'd be like you know that's like having a john deere tractor it is it would be it'd be completely the coolest thing ever right um but i would say when we did talk about this, this performance package, if you will, mm-hmm. package of performance. Is it the weed whacker? The weed whacker. Right. Yeah. The, 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 the weed whacker. The whacker. Uh, Yes, exactly. And the landscaper uh, 4.0. But it's still no clam. What is it? Digger. Clam digger. No, no. The clam digger is a totally different company. <laughs> a totally different no, company. It's the clamscaper. The clamscaper. You said clamscaper. <laughs> like, like all of a sudden, all like these guys in white hoods. The dudes in white hoods are going to be white hood, otherwise open body, <laughs> trimmed per- to, to perfection. Yes. No, it's when your eye holes aren't big enough. <laughs> yeah. You can poke our trials and seal a bit more. Manscaped. We've given this company three, three new ideas. ideas. The yes. Clanscaper. The, the Clanscaper <laughs> is brilliant because they could just have the hood on, maintain their anonymity, and the rest of them could be perfectly shorn. But they would be anonymous, but right. perfectly groomed. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, nobody could say that there was any kind of, like, identifying hair. And the other thing, too, is if you're going to burn a cross, there's less chance of singeing you or something like that because you've used the KK Clanscaper. KK <laughs> You said we couldn't lose a sponsor? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm happy to look like a hairy manatee. <laughs> and I'm not using, still not using that stuff. Why manatee? Do you have, like, some propeller marks on your back or something? <laughs> He's been hanging out by the hanging out by the docks. That looks like an Evan Rude ten horsepower. Hold on, oh that hurt. Fuck. Oh shit. Don't get close to the Evan Roods. Oh shit. Get a jet ski, asshole. Yeah. Fuck, man. I don't know. That's a terrible podcast. I don't think anybody should listen to it. Yeah. But just remember, if you get, if you get. The Manscaper, if you get the Manscaped 4.0 performance package, you get the boxers, you get the tool shed travel bag, and you get the weed whacker all in one handy dandy package. Yeah. Don't right. so yeah. you get the ball spray and the You do. You get the you you get what did we say? We got we've got the crop preserver, right? We got the crop pre- preserver, and then we got the crop reviver. And then later on, at the very end, you have a little crop duster. Just a little crop duster at the end. Or that's when Chris walks by and just leaves you a little... Hey, I, I have a new one. <laughs> yeah. Transcaper. Transcaper. Oh, no. That's it. <laughs> now, the transcaper... It used goes to, both ways. It does go both ways. Other one's for free. <laughs> Transcaper, we don't care what you got. <laughs> we'll shave it all off. All right, if, you, if you don't want the clamscaper and you don't want the manscape, you know what? We got the transcape. We make no, we make no, 
We make no judgments whatsoever. We got the Transcape 4.0. Yeah, that's right. The Transcape 4.0, it goes both ways. It does. That's fair enough. I'm okay with that. I think that's good. I think it's, well, it's, it's very it's very on point. We will have to contact the Misfits and see if we can get a release for that. We'll have to contact, we have to, we have to pass it past our ethics department. Because I know 90% of the shit we say lies is just like, fuck these idiots. I know. Like, I, I know we like these guys, but seriously, We guys? certainly like them, but they're going to have to fire us at some right, point. Right. I know it. We're going to get a big pink hate mail. Some real, like we're going to just open something up and glitter and dicks is going to pop out on us and it's going to be like you're fired you can't we can't associate with you dicks anymore yeah that's the problem though when you're from california you have friends from the midwest yeah shit like this is gonna happen it is yeah that's it it's gonna happen you're gonna have to eventually admit you're wearing a camouflage hat for fuck's sake literally you're, yeah do you understand that just organically are you, wearing that, are you wearing that ironically no but organically okay. organically we're just talking like normal human beings an right. organically clanscaper popped out of this all Get organic again though some of us grew up with it yeah like yeah, i mean yeah, for yeah. me that was a part of my childhood that was like you know way too close to home yeah right yeah that was it. right yeah that was the, well the, I'm, yeah. I'm leaving i'm leaving working in willoughby and mentor where right. pretty much you know right <laughs> that's where they again. live <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not lying no. so that's 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 a factual statement so terrible so, so that's terrible. fine that's the that's the good thing uh, uh psa yeah. we're not condoning or embracing that we're just no we're laughing at it. it yeah we're laughing just, at just it to right. clarify to just it in perfectly case clear. anybody is we're laughing that. at it yeah. right yeah anybody who knows us in our heart right. knows that <laughs> that we're stupid yeah. we're, we're really not intelligent people no but yeah. at the same time we don't <laughs> embrace or condone any we're of not that. trying to hurt anybody but no. there are there will be some cash <laughs> there, there will be some friendly fire right. there will be some, there will be some occasional people that do end up getting shrapnelized are yeah. morals and funny <laughs> yeah, man funny I, is way better than anything else though yeah yeah yeah, yeah. sorry yeah i agree with that i agree <laughs> mm-hmm well, there's a whole there's a whole thing going on right now with comedians where like they're having problems with like you know the whole the the Me Too movement everything like that where like they're trying to make fun of the people that are you're so Midwest it. you're still talking about the Me Too movement. Well, I'm the just, rest of the country's moved on. Well, it's not me. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying like you know it's whatever. But like just yeah. take anything and comedians are having a hard time because well, yeah. like they're really trying to like be ironic and bust balls about right. it, but people can't get past the fact that you're talking about it. And like of course. Right. Comedy should have the free range to make fun of stupid shit. If comedy doesn't have an edge, there's no comedy. Right. Like, you know, can you imagine Sam Kinison trying to come out now? Can you or, imagine Lenny Bruce trying to come out now? No. Can you okay, imagine you a go. comedian in the world of THX 1138? Oh, wow. There you go. Going deep. Don't, don't, hate, don't hate the reality when the, dis, when the uh, dystopian future is right around the corner. Right. <laughs> That's right. it. We could all be there soon enough. The uh, one thing that I did want to bring up that was kind of interesting today, I did run into a new buying technique today. Oh, uh, anybody like to hear the newest buying technique? Yes, I was sir. not even aware of this because I fucking blew my doors off. Um, we had a customer today that just opened my eyes to a whole a whole new way of buying shit. Like straight up, I didn't even know this was a way you could buy something. You know, we sell vehicles. Big shock to people around here. We sell vehicles, and a person contacted us to buy one of our Japanese cars. Now, this is a vehicle that you can't exactly go down the street and buy one of unless you're Steve and you happen to be down this street, right? Mm -hmm, right. So, but yeah, I sell a very strange commodity. You a have very an interesting, weird vehicle. little commodity. So you go to clevelandmoto.com, you look at JDM. It's 
Japanese domestic well, market. You just released a right. whole bunch of new cars. Tons of new cars. Right. We got a whole lot of cars. But anyway, I put these up, and we get a, a person who's interested in the cars, and they write me a nice email, and I they, they ask me all the questions. Right? They ask me all the questions. Cool. And I tell them more about the car. Now, my listings are not minimal. Mm-mm. No. Shit tons of pictures, whole kinds of descriptions. Whatever. Videos. Yeah, videos. Everything. We take pictures under the car. You're yeah. being selfish because you're trying to stop people from just wasting your time asking dumb that's questions. That's exactly it, right? If I can put down 40 pictures, that's 39 questions I won't have to answer. Right. Right? So fair enough. So after all the questions and me going back and forth with person, and I told them the price. Now, for the sake of this conversation, the price of the car is $9,999 right. for the sake of this conversation. Because it's better than 10000 And we've gone back and forth many times, right? Many, many times. And then what this person writes is, thanks for all the information. Please let me know when the price drops. Oh. Oh. Well, that's a unique approach. Do you want to make an offer or just no, 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 no offer. Just, just, huh? Just let me know when the price drops. Delete. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something. If you were thinking about sending that email to anybody who's selling anything, I don't care whether it's a fucking cuckoo clock, a decoy duck, or a goddamn motorcycle, stop. Don't send that email. Right. Because for the rest of time, I am going to believe that you are a fuck nugget. <laughs> like you are the biggest fucking turd herder that ever walked the earth. You are a human piece of shit. You did a huge bag of dicks. Yes, you are the smashed epitome ones. of smash dicks. You are the saddest thing I've ever met because if you want to buy something, we all know we talk about it all the time. If the number isn't a number that makes you happy, barter give a number that does right because i will always respect somebody that says i can pay or i will pay eight thousand dollars right fucking great cool you and your jesus have decided you're gonna pay eight thousand dollars thank you i now know where you live i know where you live i know your street you're on i know where your money is i know how you look at life you're an eight thousand dollar guy now this might be a ten thousand dollar car but it might not always right Someday it might be an $8,000 car for me. Right. And I might call you because I know your number is 8,000. So you might say, hey, I can't do that today, but I'll put you in my book. And if you really have that $8,000, we can talk. Even if the offer is a fuck you insult, at least I know where you are. Right. Now, if you offer me 2,000, then you're a fucking nasty, weird dick tickler but, but like that. at the that, same yeah. time, with a dealer that you get right. stuff in and out all the time, right. Maybe you'll come across the same vehicle that is a nine eight thousand yeah, dollar exactly. Yeah, but I can bet you any money yeah. that if you said it went down to nine thousand right. dollars, right? And you call and you send the guy yeah. back. It's nine thousand dollars. The yeah. guy would say, "Well, let me know when it goes down some more." Of course, you're right. Absolutely. But the idea of saying, "Dude, I see your price. I hear your price. That's your price. That's great. Why don't you do me a favor?" Could you do all the work in this negotiation? <laughs> could you just could you just make it easier for me? You can negotiate with yourself. Could you just call me when your price gets down to my magic price that you don't know about yet? Right. Right. Fuck you. Dude, that's not how you buy motorcycles. That's not how you buy cars. That's not how you buy anything. So, There's nothing in the world that works that way. You can't go on Amazon and look at an item on Amazon, 
the place that has changed the whole way the world buys things. You can't look at something on Amazon and go, oh, that's $7.99. Hey, Amazon, will you notify me when the price of this goes to $5.99? Do you know why you can't do that? Because it's fucking stupid. The world doesn't work that way. Let me ask when the this. world does work that way, I'm leaving. So all the, all the like, things that I've watched and, yeah. and what they said is that the first person that puts a price in on a negotiation loses. Usually. Yeah. So, as an owner and as a person that has to negotiate all the time all with people, yeah. what is good advice for coming? So you don't want to give your full hand. No, you be honest. Steve, can, can you clarify something? Right. You're saying the first person that puts in a price loses, but are you saying that like if I come in and say I'll give you eight thousand for that, that's the loser? Is are you saying because well, it depends. It's I mean, going like, to go up. No, no, no. Or? Okay. Well, no. What I'm saying is like so. Say something. So something's for ten thousand bucks, right? right? It's a ten thousand dollar price tag. Right. If you came in and said, "Hey, I have eight thousand dollars. Right. I want to buy it right now." Right. You kind of lost. Maybe he would take seven thousand. You don't know. So yeah. like, I mean, but at the same time, I'm I'm not coming from an expert. Well, saying, I believe that the I believe the the adage or the colloquialism or the phrase that you're looking for right. is there's a place in a negotiation where we have this term and we say whoever talks next loses. Right. Okay. okay. So that's, when sounds- when I'm do operating a sale, when when I'm doing a sale with somebody, and there's many different ways you can you can read books on how to make a sale, right? Mm-hmm. But there's also like a gut way to do a sale, and there's knowing what you want to get, there's knowing what you're willing to get, and there's knowing what you need to get. So okay. the guy who's selling it should know all those things. If you don't know that, you're not prepared to sell it. Right? And I'll tell you one thing: you never accept the first offer, or at least you have some discussion about it, right. because. I've done that before selling right. a bike, and the guy would be like, you know, the bike's maybe eight thousand bucks. Right. The guy will say seven thousand, and you know, you think about it. That's yeah. the number you wanted to get. Yep. You're like, good, we we have a deal, seven thousand. But you know what the guy says, oh shit, I'll make you know it sixty five hundred. Yeah. No, fuck you, dude. But you know that's what? Why you, you never accept it. You, you just have to, you nailed something. It's the same thing because as I was trying to find you, you know, a new job or whatever, right? Right. You don't accept the first offer. And as hard it is when Why you Why do get you an, think they told you when you were four years old, never swing at the first pitch? Right. right? And as hard as it I is when like, the first you find pitch. something. I that, always do. I don't care if it's like, I don't care if it's like over the, pit, the catcher's head. I'm swinging I'm at reaching that for that fucker. No, but it's, it's an honest to God truth. Like if you have, like if you get the first offer, like a company, no matter who you work for, whatever you do, if it's a thing, they're not going to give you their best offer the first time. They're going to be like, is this guy a schmuck or not? Like, you know, and if you take it, you told me that. You're the guy telling me this, and you told me never take the first fucking offer. Yeah, I didn't say you don't take the first, the first pitch. Right? Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Same story, different game. Yeah, <laughs> Right, right. But right. It, but the general, the rule that you're going for is that whole idea of whoever speaks next loses. Right. So there is a point in a negotiation where it's very simple, where I've said my price, you're, yeah, and then you know Chris will make his offer, you'll make you know your offer, whatever. And then there's just a point where one of the parties is just going to get quiet. And when that party gets quiet, there's a reason for that. Right. Because the the fun and games of it is over, right? That's when I get to the point in the conversation where it's like, look, I told you, I told you my need to get it price. I let you get that far. I let you get as far as my need to get it price. And when I let you get to the need to get it price, I'm gonna shut the fuck up. Right. And you'll know I'm at my need to get it price because I'm not gonna say anything else. Mm-hmm. Because at that point in the conversation, whoever says anything next loses. Period. If I say something, then I'm gonna lose. Because I'm going to undercut my own fucking price. And so there's a bottom that 
every person selling something has their bottom as low as they're willing to go. And once you get to that point, or once you've been allowed to be put in that position, then it literally turns into whoever talks next loses. So yeah. let me ask you this as a dealer. Yeah. So I've started, I've started to see in different places, yeah. dealers that post like, this is our bottom price. There's yeah. no negotiation. Yeah. This is what's included. Right. How valid is that for selling stuff? Is that like, do people accept that? Or is that like a thing where people are like, fuck that. I want to, I want to get a deal. I deal with people every single day. A guy today tried to buy a bike off of me and basically said he wasn't going to buy it off me unless I gave him $500 off. And I was like, that's fine. Then you're not buying it. Cool. You know why? Because the way the market is right now, the guy who's going to come in tomorrow is going to be shocked that I have it. Right. He's going to be shocked that I have it in stock. He's going to be amazed that so it's even buyer, here. as a buyer, you can't just assume that the prices are so prices. You have to market. figure out the yeah. market. You have to figure out it's everything. It's an absolute seller's market. There's, so much, there's such a shortage of inventory out there. Nobody has anything to sell. The auctions I used to go to that had 3,000 bikes have 100 bikes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said a, a, a few weeks ago, um, so, you know, I'm especially leaving a job right now during lunch. Mm-hmm. I just want to get the fuck out. Right. So I went to Western Reserve Honda. Yeah. They have four motorcycles yeah. in their showroom. Right. Four. So four. how many, so those four motorcycles, how much of a discount do they need to give on those? Oh, there's no discount. There's no discount. In Two fact, of them were used. Right. Two of them were used. Most and they dealers had- in the United States are doing what's called retail plus and retail plus is just, you know, I talked to a rep the other day and I, I'm like, well, He's like, well, what are you guys doing for retail plus? I'm like, well, we're not doing anything retail plus, plus, but we're not giving any discounts. Right. So we're just selling the bike at the market price. We're selling it with the legit shipping. We're selling it with the legit prep. We're just holding our line on everything. We haven't, we haven't given an discount in 18 months. So we're happy with that because we are not going to go the other way and fuck people because it's like, well, you wanted a red Vespa and guess who's got seven red Vespas? The guy who's selling them for a thousand over retail. Right. Right. That's a different thing. There are people who are doing that. Of course. But right now, the market is such that in many things, we're hearing about people being told, oh, you ordered a new Indian. Great. So you'll be picking that up in February. Dan knows about this with his new car, right, Dan? What'd you find out? Uh, I've been going around again this week. Um, He said, I actually called the Subaru customer advocacy line, and they're like, I'm like, where is the car, and why isn't it here? And they're like, We don't know. Hold on. How long ago did you order this car? Six weeks. Yeah. 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 They, they gave me a $500 off coupon. A discount. But, but right. no car. Right. No car. Right. And this is the weirdest thing that Americans can't handle because if you order, like if you order one fucking finger cut off of Amazon, <laughs> you can track it from the factory it was built in until it gets in your door, like your, your mailbox, right. right? For a 49 cent item. Right. You can track it every step of the way. I get a fucking text message the other day that says like, your Amazon package is only seven steps away from your oh, yeah. front door. I got that with my tent thing. And I'm like, yeah. I don't need to know that. <laughs> That's costing money for that information. Stop. Right. Don't give me that intel. I don't need that. But it's ruining people because now they say everything should be like that. Like, you, you used to never have a cell phone right. and you could be gone right. and nobody would even think anything of it. And right. now people, if you don't call them every five right. minutes. Yeah. They're, they're freaking like, out. Yeah. So well, like, and about the delivery thing, we grew up in a time where it was like, Jesus Christ, I would love to have meaty, beady, big, and bouncy on LP. Six to eight weeks for delivery mm-hmm. from KTEL or Ronco or whatever the fuck it was. When we ordered shit off of the television, which was considered to be very high tech, very strange. Right. How did you do that? You ordered a record off of the television? Right. I did. I called the phone number and they sent me a record because my dad has a credit card, <laughs> right? And... That's what happened. But six to eight weeks later, the new album, which is now not even on the charts anymore, would arrive. Right. Right. So fuck that. 
we now live in a society where we all expect to know exactly where it is, when it's going to be there, and when it's going to ship, and what kind of box it's in, and what the tracking number is, and what the name of the driver is, and a picture of them leaving at your fucking door. But you also used to be able to order a car a la carte, too. You could order a car with a 900-line fucking invoice. Right. You know, I only want suede in the back seat. I'd like to have velour in the front, and I'd like to have the door panels done in, you know, baby skin. Right. So, yeah, that was the thing you could do. You can't do that anymore. No, because right? yeah. it's all cookie-cutter cars. I'm sorry, you want air conditioning? That's the mega package. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I don't want I don't want air conditioning. Oh, that's the base package. Well, can I get something in between? No. No. <laughs> no. Are you kidding me? No. You can't. You're spending $39,000. You can't get what you no, want. I want. I want cruise control. Right. I mean, that'll be an extra $3,000. <laughs> because you have to get the package that it comes right. with. Right. Exactly. But I didn't want self-extinguishing ashtrays. Right. I didn't need that. Doesn't I matter. I want to roll up windows. If you're getting cruise control, you're getting that. That's it, not available right. with cruise control. Right. Yes. Why, why does why do I have to get the prostate exam with the cruise control? Right. It was built into it, baby. Right. But that's where it's different. Everybody, every dealership I know, every person I know that works in this industry, right. believe me, if you think you're upset because you're fucking moped, <laughs> they can't tell you when your moped's going to be here. I'm going to look at the camera for this one. We don't know. Wait, we honestly don't know. I have an important question. Yes. What about our, our patron, St. Chris, Chris Franklin? Chris Franklin. Yeah. How's his bike coming? His bike, we did find out. This is what's funny is we last week we knew it was paid for. Right. And so this week, and so now we're going to, oh, this is going to be a good one. Mark my words. Because today, so today is year of our Lord 2021. Today is July 1st. Right. And July 1st today, we got a notice that it was going to logistics. Ooh. Which means that which means that it's in America, which means it's in the United States and it's waiting to go on a truck. But right now, look it up. There's a truck problem. We talked about it on right. this podcast many three times, months ago. Many times, right? But right now, because cows and pigs and chickens that are alive and they want them to stay alive, they have priority. And mopeds and victory yeah. motorcycles and, uh, and and batteries and parts for your iPhone. Do not. They do not have priority. You know what else priority? Amazon. Do you know why? They have their own trucks. Can we can we say they that keep buying when, more. when his bike shows up, yeah. we can have him on the podcast to yeah. have his bike delivered? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good idea. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we all played with the bike. I mean, we all played with the AK-550. We like it. And the one we that think crashed it's a cool is bike. even cool. They took it away. Oh, they did? They took away the crashed AK-550. That fucking thing was so twisty. So, yeah. like, I've tried riding around the parking lot. It turns left like a son of a bitch. <laughs> Rights are impossible. Yeah, he didn't yeah. do a good job of not stopping before he hit things. No, and um, the end result was he was saying that he went into the intersection legally. Oh. So he went into the intersection legally, and a car came from not the left turning lane in front of him, which is normally who kills you, right. but the fucking curb lane. Ooh. So the car in the curb lane swung all the way across into his lane, and punted him damn near head on because it was like a really light yeah. angle Oh, that, that bike was not the, like slightly broken no no the bike was super broken yeah yeah so like whatever however that person managed to hit him it did catastrophic damage so yeah the frame was cracked and the front forks were cracked and they were twisted in a very unique way it was but so sad it was so sad because the bike had 108 miles on it yeah yeah like the highest tech kicky assed coolest fucking motor scooter anybody could buy the ak550 and it survived like 14 days. So do you think yeah. they know what AK stands for? 
Again, uh, 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 Automatica Kalishnikov? I don't know. All Korean. All Korean. <laughs> no, but it's from Taiwan. Well, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, but all, I'm serious. Oh, like, motherfucker. Yeah, like, are they trying to appeal to people that might be like, fuck scooters? They're like, oh, wait, it's called an AK-500. Our <laughs> buddy. <laughs> so um, our buddy in Denver, Colin, Colin Shattuck, fucking a true man among men, a true fucking God. He's got a podcast called, uh, for Denver uh, sports called the South stands. So listen to his podcast. Cause well done. Colin is a fucking, he's a legend, but, uh, he wrote a great book called red eyes, white walls and blue smoke, <laughs> red, white, and blue. It's all about the scooter culture in North America. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's a really good book. So that's my shout out to Colin. Cause he's a fucking legend and anybody who knows him knows he is too. But anyway, about Colin, about one of the things about, about Colin that's pretty legit is when Kimco scooters came out Kimco right we all kind of know what Kimco is we kind of know that it stands for the Quan Yang Motor Company like mm-hmm. we all know it's a Taiwanese company we know there's some history back there with Honda and everything else a little bit of quality yep a very good quality bike but when they first came out Colin's been a dealer for a long time and when they first came out everybody's like Kim, what the fuck's a Kimco, man? What's a Kimco? What's a Kimco? I don't know. What the fucking Kimco is? Kim, is kimchi? Is it made in Korea? <laughs> is it? What is it? A kimchi scooter? I, I don't know. I fucking I don't know. <laughs> so Kimco had this scooter called the Super Nine, and the Super Nine was a liquid cooled scooter that fifty cc's, but it had a heart of gold. And I mean, like this thing handled like it was on rails. It was made of unbreakabilium. <laughs> like you couldn't hurt a Kimco Super Nine. You couldn't do it. They were hard as nails, tough as shit, and pretty affordable. But it would rev to about a million, and it just was a super cool, sporty scooter. Mm-hmm. They came in bright colors like orange and black and shit, and they were pretty, pretty baller. And Colin made these shirts up, and the shirt just had a Kimco Super Nine on it, and it, the shirt just said "Quang Motherfucking Yang Biatch." <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a shit. I know that's a long way to go for a joke, but fuck it. Hit shirt said Quang motherfucking Yang, bitch. And I was like, I need one of those shirts. I know I still have it at my house somewhere, but it's the coolest thing because people are like, Kim, come on, that? And you're like, fucking Quang motherfucking Yang, bitch. And you're like, yeah, that's it. Because you know what? If you've ridden one, you know. You're like, if you, I, I was prepping a bunch of bikes today and I was like riding this bike and I'm like, it's a brand new Kimco. It's a 150S. I mean, it is not exciting, but it's like, it's it's very similar to the Piaggio Liberty, but Kimco had to put their Kimco on it. So like, instead of having a skinny back tire, it's got a fucking back tire off of a Honda CB750. <laughs> it's like, it's way overbuilt. Like instead of having one rear shock, it's got two, yeah. right? Yeah. Like everything about it is like, oh, I could hit something with this. <laughs> Whereas the Piaggio is more like, hey, go easy, man. Settle right. down. Giuseppe, chill out. Right. Whereas the Kimco is just like, we will break things. We don't care. We're Kimco. We will carry you into the next century, whether or not you want it. Their bikes are all styled by the GoBot styling department. Like every single one of them is just like, so when I press this button, it turns into a robot, right? (laughs) Every single Kimco looks like at any moment it could like produce a walk upright and carry a sword. But you know what they still haven't done Uh, because they're smart. Yeah. Is make a, two-wheel front or three-wheel with two in the they front did. scooter. They did. When? They just don't sell it here. They're oh, smart yeah. enough to not release it on Americans because oh. we're inherently stupid. Oh. Okay. Because Americans all think that those bikes with two wheels on the front hold themselves up in turns and shit. Right. 
I had people come in today. I want to buy two uh, Piaggio MP3s. Oh, really? Two? You want to buy two $10,000 bikes? Yeah, 20 grand. Step into my orifice. I mean, come I'm on, happy dude. to get these for I you. Will be, you're going to make a $20,000 purchase? <laughs> Present your genitals. I'm, I'm on my knees. I'm there for you. Dealer of the year. Five stars on Yelp. Would get blown Three again. Stars. <laughs> Three stars. <laughs> the point is, I can't lie to people. I cannot look them in the face and go, sir, it doesn't hold you up. So uh, how many times have you just said that simple phrase? Right. The bike does not hold itself right. up and yeah. then it stopped the sale of an MP3. Because because something <clears throat> as simple as it doesn't hold you up. Mm-hmm. Does not stop. It does not compute. Their brain, they've had since the time they saw a picture of it, right? An MP3, two wheels in the front, one in the back. Also named after a music file formatting system. <laughs> At the same time, in the Tour de France, which which is like not as good as the wave or yes. any other fucking no, no. form of it. When when they named the bike, the MP3 Ooh, file wouldn't format would be a good name for. Uh, <laughs> when they named the bike, the mile it was like motor moto moto Piaggio three, right? Yeah, oh, because three, yeah, right. three wheels, still stupid. Yeah, could have called it anything because there was the MP3 250, the MP3 400, and the MP500. What's what's the thing that the the guy comes from the ocean? He has the the trident. He the trident. trident. It could have been called a yeah. trident. Yeah. Yes. It could have <laughs> been called the triple. It could have been called anything. Anything. It right? could have been called the oops, grandpa fell down again, because that would have been fucking accurate. <laughs> right. Yeah. It could have been called the I need more body work. That would have been more accurate. It could have been called oops, hit the fucking hit the curb again because right. I forgot how wide my my motor scooter was why your motor scooter is like your ass is on any scooter, any motorcycle in the world. Your ass, your asshole is the line of where the tires go. Right. We all know where our asshole is, right? right? You point your nose. That's where the tires go. Except for this fucking thing. It's got outriggers, right? So this is literally, what's that? It's your elbows. It's your elbows. It is. It's your elbows. It's your fucking elbows. Like, oh, my elbows are out there. That's where I need to be careful of. Right. right. Which one of these three wheels will I sacrifice to the pothole from hell? (laughs) Because on a two wheel bike, I can go right around that pothole. Right. But on the three wheel bike, one of you is going to take the hit for Uncle Daddy. So fuck <laughs> that thing. So this bike is awful. And these people came in, and don't get me wrong, they're amazing if you're French. But if you're from America, you are not ready for this fucking bike. Because the Parisians love it, but they're they're just weird, right? right? They right. just again, P- Parisians have been hipsters since the 1700s. Right. They have been cooler than the rest but of us. But they're also they're also accustomed to the fact that if the vehicle they're on rides for 15 miles, yeah. it's a success. But also, they did grow up with the six. And they went all the way across the country too. Well, they, <laughs> and they grew 15 up, miles. They grew up with a Citroen. So yeah. if you grew up driving a Citroen, an MP3 is like normal. An MP3 is like, oh, look it, everything's where it's supposed to be. No, that's the turn so signal. Boring. I don't operate that's the turn so signal boring. with my tit. You know, it's like, oh. <laughs> Yeah, because the Citroen is like the goofiest dumb thing. You're like, okay, where's the turn signals? And I don't oh, shift you use your with foot. a coat hanger. Yeah. Right. I don't yeah. use a coat hanger to shift the Look, everything, every, it's all just stupid. Everything, I've driven several Citroens. You will crash that car because you forget where stuff is. You just I absolutely forget where stuff is. Well, of course we do. Why? Because they're beautiful. Yeah. They are beautiful. It's their best. Every, the DS, every part about the DS is perfect, and I would only ever wear shark skin suits i would only wear shark skin suits and stingy brim hats everywhere i went i would look like every bad guy in every 60s bond movie i would go where and i would go places having my hand tucked in my lapel like this all the time smoking very skinny cigarettes 
And I would just go everywhere just looking at people with very dark foster grandson. Yeah. Fuck you. I'm a Bond villain because I have a Citron DS. Yeah. I would only be in black and white. You wouldn't be able to look at me in color. Fuck that. But anyway, back to the MP3. This is a recap. Yeah. This started with negotiating on a it deal did. all did. the way to a Citron yep. to like, wow. We so, but are, anyway, yeah, we're about, that, about that couple that insisted I sell them an MP3 today, yes, two MP3s yes. today. These folks, they, they, did, they did the marathon that they've ever done to get from their car to my showroom without their canes. <laughs> when they came through, daddy was helping mommy. No, granny was helping grampy get through the fucking door. And then one of them said, well, there's not much walking. I don't think you'll need your cane. Oh, these are the people. These are the high powered sports and, you know, that want fired up motorsports enthusiasts that want to have an MP3 500. And I said, it doesn't hold itself up now to make it worse. The new one, the 2022 one has reverse. Oh, my God. Yeah, it has reverse. <laughs> So the newest one has reverse. But I'm going to tell you this. If you sit on the MP3 and you pick your feet up, you will have that much motorcycle falling on you. Right. Just like that. It's still a motorcycle. It's still unlocked. It still falls on you. Now, when it does the stupid MP3 trick is when you press the button on the dashboard with a picture of a lock on it. But you can't do that if the wheels are moving. So if the wheels are moving, right? There's a safety mechanism that won't let you do that. Just like a smart car, a car that had intelligence, wouldn't let you like get out while the wheels were moving, right? Like a car that was super safety wouldn't let you take the seatbelt off while the wheels were moving. Right. A car that was super safety wouldn't let you open the door while the wheels are moving because that's our future, right? Because right. we're getting dumber. Right. And I know we're getting dumber because people keep buying MP3s. <laughs> and the, down, the downside of that fucking bike is just this. Everybody tries it. I try it. I got pretty fucking proficient at it. I'm rolling up to the light. Light's red. I'm coming up. I'm cruising in for landing. And I know that at three miles an hour, two miles an hour, the little yellow light starts flashing. I can hit the button just now and stop. And the bike is holding itself upright. My feet are on the peg. My feet are, never came down. And I feel like goddamn Blondin. I've like walking the tightrope across Niagara Falls. <laughs> I have literally landed it perfect. I've not had to put my feet down. And now for the hero move, I'm going to look around and make sure everybody's watching. When the light goes green, I'm going to crack the shit out of the throttle and overdrive oh, the off. release. Yep. So as soon as I crack a million revs, as long as my butthole's on the seat, because it does have a butthole sensor. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It has a butt sensor. It has a butt sensor. If you get off the bike, it will not unlock the suspension. Oh. No. No. If you get if you get your ass up, if you get next to the bike and try to hit the throttle to like make it go up a ramp into the back of a truck... It won't go. Oh, really? It shuts the motor off. So if it, you stand on the pegs... And if you stand on the pegs and hit the gas, it won't go anywhere. Really? Yeah. You have to have that. your ass on the seat. It's got a seat, a pressure sensor in the seat. It's like a lawnmower. It is like a lawnmower, right? Because, again... That's just a switch. This motherfucker has so many safeties, it's ridiculous. Like, mm. Mattel hasn't made a rifle that has as many safeties <laughs> as this fucking motor scooter does. But, yeah, so if you're really slick, you make sure people are watching... And then light goes green and you cr crack the throttle and you'll pull away without putting your feet down. Yeah. So you know what you're doing. You can land it and you can launch without ever putting your feet down. But your two customers today would not. But be hold doing on. That. If you There's fuck more. it up, <laughs> if you fuck it up, if you've had one half of one joint, if you're thinking about anything other you're than listening. what you're doing, 
when that bike stops and you're like, okay, wait, 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 flashy, flashy light, hit the stop button, hit the lock button. And if, you, if you're if you're one nanosecond late and gravity's already winning, it locks at a whatever angle you're at. So like if you're here, and it doesn't lock the second you press the button, by the way. There's like nine computer mathematic things that have to happen first. So you press the button and it goes, press to lock. Not lock. It's press to lock. So if you're if you're a professional drag racer, yeah. you could probably pull. You probably it off. do it pretty good. Right. But if you're those people, not so good. I mean, those people have to <laughs> think about like every lock. look. Those people have to think <laughs> about every breath. Every breath they have to think. Breathe. Maybe they like it out. though, and they're holding hands and they both <laughs> lean opposite ways. Yeah, and they're exact. But here's what happens. 2022 has a defibrillator on it. So that's, I mean, that's a bonus. When this this fucking thing starts to fall over on you and you press the stab, emergency stab lock button. Yeah. And it's falling, it's falling, it's falling. You're like, stop. And you press the button. Because there's that delay between press, hold, lock. When you get that delay and it goes press, lock. What happens is everybody presses it again. Which unlocks it. So let me ask you something. <laughs> so, <laughs> let, me, <Duh! laughs> so let, me, let me ask you something. Yeah, go ahead. So back in like hmm, two, 2000, 2001. In the year 2000. To, we used to take apart Wii controllers and make drone controllers out of them, right? Because it had okay, all right, it had yeah. all the sensors. All the right it, buttons, right? right? right okay, all the stuff. right, right. So couldn't they just put a sensor in it to say like under three miles an hour, this is upright no no because there are many many times like me i ride motorcycles all the time at at 0.010 miles per hour no but i'm saying if you're yeah. hitting but you're right. not hitting the lock button when right. you're doing that yeah yeah so like if you're coming to right. a stop couldn't they have a fucking like you know oh, because people would put a piece of gum on that lock button um, and the gum the lock button would always be locked and so every time they slowed below three miles per hour it would lock the suspension but then if you tried to turn with the front wheels locked you can't lean. Yeah, you're falling. And over. the bike's falling over. Right. right. It, you ever try to drive a tricycle backwards? No, it's not. Good. It's not going to happen. You're going to fall on your ass. So that's why it's that one thing. If they took away that stupid fucking tech, that stupid fucking feature, which they did in a lot of the European markets, when you bought the MP3, it didn't have the stability or not stability lock, the, the suspension lock button. And it, the suspension lock button wasn't there. And of course, that's because the people there were elevated to understand, like when you come to a stop, you put your foot down. Yeah. You're still riding a scooter. Right. But in America, stupid human tricks go like, well, I want to be lazy, right? Right? Well, how lazy the fuck are you that you can't put your foot down? You've just driven here on a magic carpet, literally being driven. You didn't walk. You didn't pedal a bicycle. You didn't fly. You didn't swim. You got here by twisting your right hand. You like did the opposite of jerking off. You jerked on for like this far and it drove you here. It's magic. In my neighborhood in Cleveland Heights. People have discovered electric scooters yeah. or like four-wheel drive scooters right. or four whatever. Handicap scooters. Yeah. yeah. So like normal people yes. that are 125, 30 yeah. pounds right. are, are riding, riding handicap scooters all, all over, the place. over the place. And they have them that they, they look like like uh, T-metal T Fords yeah. yep. and all this shit. Oh, yeah. And like, so you see people like, oh. They're retiree you, scooters. Yeah, but yeah. they're not retirees. No. And so you think like, well, at first I was like, wow, these, you know, that's cool that these people are getting out. But then they, they no. get to wherever they're going and they jump up and they yeah. run to whatever they're They're getting. little tykes for adults. Yeah. And they're like, well, yeah. we can- we it's can power wheels there. for we adults. Can, we can avoid traffic by yeah. riding on the sidewalks with these things. Dude drove by here the other day, grown ass man, all a six foot four right. on his daughter's power wheels Jeep. <laughs> 
a pink no DUIs on a that pink motherfucker. and purple Power Wheels Jeep <laughs> that he had overclocked or somebody had overclocked it for him because it went about 12. <laughs> so it easily went twice the speed of a regular Power Wheels Jeep. But I promise you, it was a Power Wheels Jeep. Well, you and he Cam went to corners. the goddamn cams like he literally. Now, just out of my own <laughs> foolish pride. I will ride a pink Vespa till the cows come home and sure. be sexy as fuck doing it. Hell yeah. But I will not wear I will not ride a child's Power Wheels pink Jeep unless I'm dressed appropriately. Right. I'm not going to do it just for going to get groceries. I'm not going to go and get it to go get a 40 and a pack of menthols. At band camp that might be an option. Again, I will do anything for a joke. <laughs> if it makes you smile or laugh, I will do it. Right. Yeah, exactly. You want to talk about like Gay chicken? <laughs> All right. right, right cool. Right. Just add liquor. Right. That's it. We're going <laughs> to win it. Yeah. All right. On that, you guys got to remember to ride fast and take chances. Press the button.